This message is presented by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, NHTSA, which is responsible for keeping people safe on America's roadways. From May 23rd to June 5th, 2022, state and local law enforcement agencies across the nation will be raising awareness about the importance of wearing a seatbelt and writing tickets to motorists who are not wearing their seatbelts. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration would like us to remind listeners that Quick Hit or Ticket isn't about citations, it's about saving lives. Wearing your seatbelt is also not just about you. Every fatality from not wearing a seatbelt impacts many other people, including your loved ones. It's so easy to buckle up, and by doing so, you can prevent crash-related deaths. Don't risk it, click it, or tick it. Right. Y'all feel this? Y'all feel this energy? Bring it up. Yeah, look at that. We're getting the whole crew going today. Welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly video game podcast releasing every Thursday. I am your host, Alex Stadnick, and as always, I'm honored to be joined by the dancing one. Look at those moves. Oh my goodness. Alex Van Inc. with the lift bite. Hello, sir. Hello. Hey, brother. Uh, my neck hurts now after doing that intense <laughs> dance move. For the video viewers uh hello i'm happy to be here today we're going to be talking about a lot of cool stuff and i'm i'm pumped up i'm in my new apartment look at that um all behind me is boxes let me see if i can move out of the way you can kind of get a glimpse behind me of all the all the shenanigans going on i gotta unpack still but uh, i'm happy to be here i'm happy to be here alex we're happy to have you this is one of my favorite episodes of the year and we'll get into why in a minute but first Let's finish the rest of the rigmarole, shall we? Join us each week alongside a rotating crew of GI editors and special guests from around the industry to bring you the latest news, reviews, and guess what? Big man swag. Your eyes and ears can handle. This week, it's going to be a great one, folks. Uh, We're coming. It's spring, right? We're we're dusting ourselves off of the, the evil winter that we just got out of, right? It is summer game announcement season, I guess, mm-hmm. now that E3 is now in the dirt, you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, we're discussing our uh, Xbox uh, showcase predictions. Uh, we are discussing a couple of previews that we saw this week, a couple of reviews that we uh, did this week, and so much more. But first, let's introduce the panel. She is the RPG queen. She is the one and only K-Star. Kim Wallace is here with us today. Hello, Kim. Hello. Feels good to be back, as always. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a couple episodes since we've had you on, I feel mm-hmm. like, right? Yep. Yeah, so happy to have you on. Excited to hear what your predictions are. And then, of course, the king of late night, the pride of Milwaukee. The Bucks probably needed him last week, yeah, but here he did. is anyways. John Carson. Hello, buddy. Hi. Uh, yeah, unfortunate that that the Bucks did not make it into the next round of the playoffs. But hey, uh, I guess we're in good company with the uh, Timberwolves now and the Bulls. I was going to say, yeah, y'all, all our teams yeah. eliminated. We're all fishing with the uh, it's like the TNT, like gone fishing uh, Photoshop. <laughs> we're all in the same boat together. It's OK. So Grizzlies in five. Oh, shut up, Greg. Proops. The Grizzlies are gone. Alex. <laughs> yeah. They're gone. I was yeah. just. I was trying to be included, you know? Yeah. Uh, I did appreciate Alex Van Aken was when the Wolves were in the series. He was he was texting me and he was like, go Wolves. And I was like, I was yes. watching. I was, I was watching. I, I loved the Those support. Those were hard games good. to watch, man. Real hard uh, yeah. games to watch. Yeah. I had, to, I had to back the home team, you know? My boy right there. So 
Uh, this year, like we said, uh, you know, just because E3 is dead doesn't mean uh, game announcements aren't coming, right? June has historically been the time of year for such fun events that I, I know I love and I think the rest of the crew loves as well. Um, we're doing things a little differently this year, right? Um, instead of one episode where we make predictions on basically anything we want, the next three weeks leading up to Summer Games Fest, we are going to be going over each of the big three, Nintendo, Microsoft, and uh, Xbox, or excuse me, PlayStation, um, and giving our predictions on what we think each of them are going to show. Obviously, Microsoft is the only one who has announced a date yet, but you know this is the time of year, right? We assume these are coming. Um, and this is the, the nice part about having little to no inside information. We're just going to shoot our shot and see and see how it lands. So um, I'm excited. I know the group is excited, and we're going to get into it here. So a uh, couple of notes. Uh, we are doing. We discussed the rules, and it sounds like we are going to do um, just a point per correct um, prediction, right? So we each have three predictions lined up, and then we may do a lightning round with two, like quick ones, depending on time, right? Um, no negative points for wrong answers. Uh, we want to uh, spark creativity in this conversation here, um, but we're going to focus on Xbox this week. I don't know. Did I miss anything in my my ramblings? I think no. we covered it all. So I, don't I think that's it. Yeah. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, kicking us off, who do I want to pick? Who do I want to pick? Uh, let's go. Let's go. K Star here. Where? Let's let's kick off the inaugural 2022 video game announcement season Xbox Bethesda showcase predictions. Yes. Let's do it. That's a mouthful. I know. I I don't know which one to go. I don't know if I want to go big or go with like what I think is more likely. Um, I'll go with something I think is really likely. Okay. okay. I think right. the Outer Worlds two. We're gonna get a release date. Gonna a get a trailer and a release date. Wow. Starting big. Wow. I mean, like, you know, they need to have something that, um, you know, has an actual release date on it. And I feel like we saw a good, a good bit of Outer Worlds in that like debut trailer they did, and I'm really stoked for that game. And I think that I think they said the release date was like they didn't give it a release date, but I I feel like they were aiming for next year so i could see them definitely finally just saying like this is the date and it really after the trailer new trailer hits and we see a good chunk of gameplay boom release date that is you're starting off big i like the big swings oh i didn't even think that was my big one like i have some like ones that i feel like are more long shots but hopeful ones okay yeah that's that's what i think i'm gonna put a release date on it um you, and something for people to like get excited about. I mean, that first game was it's great. I loved it. I loved it because it like brought back those Mass Effect feelings and uh, all that fun stuff. Um, but I hope for the second game they can kind of um create more of their own identity and um, you know, up it a little bit. I love the choices, by the way. So more mm-hmm. of that, please. Um more they did such a good job too with some of the characters and keep that going. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I I love that. I think that was my my game of the year for 2019. Um, I love that game. I guess it makes sense, right? Because mm-hmm. this will be in October. I think it'll be three years since that first one came out. Yep. So you know, obviously, dev cycles all over the place now. But do you want to see if you can add a point to this by saying what you think the date is? 
Oh, I do, I have no idea. Okay. All right. Well, I wanted to see if you wanted to tempt fade here, but okay. I mean, if I'm not losing points, I'm gonna go for um, then fall of fall or winter of 2023. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. I'm gonna. I, you have to pick one: fall or winter. If you want the points. Fall. Okay. Alrighty. And then we'll, I'm sure if they do announce it, we'll get into a whole debate on when fall starts and ends and when winter starts. Oh, and yeah, ends. for sure. Because yeah. winter really starts in Minnesota in like August. So, like, that could be winter <laughs> well, at that point. So, I always but, consider November the start of winter. Yeah. Um, for me, it's like mid December, like whenever <laughs> we get like our first real good snowfall. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Starting to, I like the, I like the hype already. I'm with this so far. John Carson. Yes. Keep Hi. it going. What do you, what, what's your next one here? Uh, all right. So I, I feel like this is a holdover from last year's predictions that um, I, I think is still going to happen, but we didn't see it in the last year. So fingers crossed uh, that we are going to see a strategic partnership with a Japanese publisher uh, for <laughs> Microsoft, um, because I, I don't think they were going to like flat out buy uh, any Japanese developers. Um, it 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 hasn't really been in their in their mo recently, um, but they are kind of missing some of that from their their exclusivity slate. So something like a like a Sega or a Bandai Namco or or something like that uh, that they'll have a decent Japanese exclusive uh, partnership. People keep saying Kojima, and I'm just like, he's so tied to Sony. I just, I think Sony would lock that up before Microsoft, in my opinion, anyways. But like, yeah. the rumor, like, fans always speculate, like, oh, is Microsoft gonna, are they gonna nab Kojima? Like, it would be huge. That I don't think Kojima comes that cheap either. I mean, Microsoft's <laughs> no, proven no. they have they have money, but I mean, like, that's a big. And I don't know if he would want to be tied to, you know, a big company outside of what he's done with Sony just because, you know, he had to deal with Konami for all that time. And I think he likes his creative freedom, but right. yeah. Which which is a, at least a public staple of Xbox Game Studios now mm -hmm. is, especially if you look at like something like Psychonauts 2, right, where they really let Tim and the crew create on that one, It you know they could be promising that because they know yeah. how much of an auteur he is. Um, I've heard, I've heard that rumor. I've also heard um, Sega a lot. Yeah, I've heard I feel Sega like over the last couple of years. Um, that so that'd be, be interesting. Weird, wouldn't right? it? Sonic the Hedgehog exclusively on Xbox. Yeah. It the, just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. As the Dreamcast continues to wither away in our minds <laughs> and spirits. <laughs> so interesting. Do you want to, yeah, I'll give you another opportunity for another point here, John. Do you, mm -hmm. do you want to say what, which uh publisher it is or yeah i'm going with, i'm going with sega i think you're going with sega yeah okay. the, my my heart says sega they have a lot of uh irons in the fire right now and i think that'd be probably a good uh time like if if now was the time to announce that kind of partnership it would be like hey we've got these uh like crazy taxi revivals and uh like new yakuza's coming out and you could play all those on that on means Game they don't Pass. atlas yeah or, or at least have a partnership with Atlas. I don't think they're yeah. going to straight up buy, buy Sega, them out. But, yeah. Um, but I mean, they're with Sega, so yeah. yeah. Persona, Xbox. Persona yeah. 5 on Xbox. I mean, like, that would be huge, right? Yeah, That's a that whole be, new oh audience right there. Like, especially if you throw that on Game Pass, like, 
that or like Persona Four. Like you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that they could do with that. So very interesting. Absolutely. I like we're you know, we're starting this off strong. I like this. Mm-hmm. So okay, all right. So and you both have a, a shot at some extra points here, which is right. good. Alex Van Aken. Hello. Hit me with one. Let's get it popping. Come on. Listen, Xbox. We know a lot of the games in the works. It's going to be hard to surprise us this year, I think. You know, um, I think this is one of the years where we're going to get one of those platform announcements. It's going to get, you know, a subsect of gamers really happy. I think Xbox is going to continue to double down on Xbox PC Game Pass. And I think they're going to announce official Xbox Game Pass PC support for the Steam Deck. You took mine, you son of a <laughs> uh that's a great one i uh i i literally have three tabs up of steam deck stuff from xbox um, that's funny yeah i think that's a really great one and i have to censor myself um yeah keep going on that i won't i won't steer your thunder on this no i mean that's my prediction um i think um you know i think we're xbox is really playing up the you know, we're here to play nice with all the platforms. Like we we're celebrating games, um, not platforms. Um, and I think Xbox Game Pass PC makes sense for Valve as well. I think it's like I, at first I was kind of leaning like X X Cloud support, but I, I just think Which that's it's that's all too there. experimental, I think. Well, yeah, and you could you could technically do it already. Right. X Cloud is um is their microsoft supported by the way like they they've set up oh, like yeah? a tutorial okay. on how to how you're to right, access right. that but it is just streaming um, yeah but i was like well xbox like how would they how would they go about like i was thinking like oh maybe they could announce like all of their first party games will be steam deck verified when they launch that kind of thing uh, but i was like i feel like they would go bigger if they're going to do something with steam deck and announce like official, you know, some sort of official support for Game Pass PC, right? Um, and kind of solidifying a relationship with Valve. Uh, what's up? Wait, wait, like Microsoft has been releasing their first-party games on on Steam for quite a while now. Uh, Correct. Would you, yeah. Would you see an expansion of their first-party Game Pass offerings being available on Steam and and then on Steam Deck? Um, yeah, like I don't, the integration is complicated. Like Microsoft how, accounts or something, like some sort of a linkage there. Right? Yeah, the integration would be that's like I almost didn't say this prediction because it would be like a logistical. I feel like it would be a logistical logistical nightmare just with how Steam Deck operates and how it's like if you want to turn it into a Windows machine, you essentially you know have to jump through a lot of hoops to do that. So I was like, well, would they do? an actual steam app for game pass pc which i think is possible i could see a world where like you log in to like an actual app on steam that kind of routes you into game pass i don't know how they would do it well um okay so what is your actual prediction decide so we know my actual prediction is just xbox will announce official game pass pc support for the steam deck okay gotcha yeah, because right now the only games that are verified on Steam Deck for Microsoft are uh, Max Curse of the Brotherhood, Battletoads, Hellblade 1, Psychonauts 2, Fable Anniversary, Halo Wars Definitive Edition, Ori in the Blind Forest Definitive Edition, Killer Instinct, Kalimba, which I'm not sure what that one is, um, 
Halo uh, Spartan Strike and Rush, a Disney Pixar adventure. Don't know what that one. So is. Halo Infinite's not even verified yet, right? Right. And there are playable games like Minecraft Dungeons, Gears Tactics, Deadlight, Halo Spartan Assault, uh, Sea of Thieves, Forza 5, Horizon 5, Quantum Break, and State of Decay. So it's like there is a good selection on there, but you're missing a lot of bangers on there right now. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think, especially because it feels like it's the meme of the guy with his girlfriend staring at the girl walking <laughs> away, where it's like... I hate that meme so much. <laughs> but it does feel like Xbox has been like playing nice with Switch, putting like Cuphead mm-hmm. and Ori on it. I think the prediction for a while was like, okay, we're going to Game Pass on Switch. And now Steam Deck's here. It can actually run some of those games like Halo, right? And now it's like, oh, like, what's up, girl? How you doing? So <laughs> yeah. um, I love that prediction. I think we'll get, a yeah. li- I, I think minimally we will get, like, you've been asking for it. Halo Infinite, MCC, all these, like, the anti-cheat has figured out it's going to be on Steam Deck, like, today or next week or something like that. So that's good. Yeah, I think um, that'd be that'd be huge for the PC audience. And I think they would try to take it a step further and do something you know, out of left field, like, hey, Game Pass PC, we figured it out on Steam Deck, Valve, and then it'll be the Valve X Xbox, right. you know, image. They're yeah. playing nice together, you know, come, yeah. I, I think it would do a lot for Valve in terms of selling more Steam Deck. Not that they're, like, having issues with orders, but, like, I think it would just, like, really kind of keep pushing that hardware um, to a much bigger spotlight for them. If X, mm-hmm. they've had some sort of like official Xbox support in that sure. way. So that's my prediction. Yeah. Cool. All righty. Great minds think alike. Um, I'm going to go with the softball here for, for my first one. Um, little thing called Game Pass, as you know. Microsoft's main focus, at least right now, while the game season is low. Um, it's been a quiet year for Game Pass overall, I would say. Um, I think what we... Did Guardians come to, to Game Pass this year? Or was that it last did. year? Yeah. Okay. I feel like there hasn't been a lot of bangers on Game Pass, and that may just be due to the fact that, um, you know, uh, there's not a lot out right now, right? Like Xbox yeah. doesn't have a lot yeah. out, like you know, that not a lot stuff, of AAA so. stuff. Or... Yeah, but I do think one of the, the big additions that they will announce for Game Pass this year is Gotham Knights. Um, okay. I think that'll be oh, yeah. day one on Game Pass. There's a little bit of precedent with um, Back for Blood. was a Warner Brothers game as well that was on uh, Game Pass day one. Uh, I think this is a little harder because um, uh, because it's DC, right? You're dealing with the licensing a little bit more so than Back for Blood, which was a new IP from Turtle Rock. Um, but, you know, they convinced Marvel and Square to do it with Guardians, I think. That would be a great place for Gotham Knights, especially if the reception is mixed to that game, which it has been right so far critically. And, um, you know, timeline wise, people are very up or down on it. Obviously, it's DC, so it's going to sell. But if you want to have that extra boost in there, um, I feel like Game Pass makes makes sense and makes this a a good fit. Um, I'm my the only worry I have with my prediction is um, I think some of the marketing has been tied to PlayStation. Um, I could be wrong, though. But that didn't stop. Um, oh, what was the game? I was going to use an example. I think Guardians was also like a, a Sony-marketed beast as well. So I don't know how those interact or whatnot. But so, but I think Gotham Knights fits here. I think it's like AAA, right? It's a, big, it's a bigger game, but it's not on the scale of like Elden Ring or something like that. So, um, so that's, my, that's my prediction for, to, to kick things off here. Um, do we want to just go... 
normal rotation or do we want to do snake so it's like alex would be your turn or i guess i would go again let's start at the the top here kim what's your next one all right i'm gonna go big here we okay understand bethesda's coming off delaying redfall starfield they need to get some goodwill going i'm thinking elder scrolls 6 makes a big appearance this year wow Um, yeah, I'm going big here. Here's the thing. Um, this is a Microsoft. Well, Microsoft will have like a showcase thing. And my guess is, I mean, Phil Spencer has heavily hinted that, if not all but kind of confirmed that Elder Scrolls 6 will be Xbox and PC and exclusive. And so I think they're like, hey, this is our showcase. We want to open with something big or end with something big. Let's finally give them more than, you know, environments and what we've seen so far. And I think this will get people excited. I don't think it will have like a release date or window on it, but I think they will give us a trailer of some sort. And it will be what the big talking thing of this year. Okay. I want Um, it. I want it. Maybe that's more of a hope, but. (laughs) Yeah. I am so excited you said that because that has to do with a prediction I will make later. So thank you for that bringing it that up. Not. I, I don't want to spoil anything, chat or uh, viewers. Just, you know, uh, bear with us and I'll get to it. I promise. So, okay. wow. Elder Scrolls 6, huh? Okay. All right. I, want, I need it. That's big. I need it in my bones. I mean, that Blood. talk about a way to win the summer. That would be one That's of the That's what I'm saying. That's, yeah. I, they have to, like... I'm just thinking, like, what would be something that would, like, just, you know, because it's always about what opens the show, what ends the show, and what would get people talking, that would be it. Yeah. Well, all righty. There we go. She's on the board. Uh, John Carson, what do you got? Let's keep it going. Um, I'm looking at another company that's under the Microsoft umbrella. Um, But I don't necessarily think it'll be something from them, uh, just something that used to be by them and that is i think we'll see the return of a classic rare franchise at uh whatever this presentation is uh believe rare's been working on everwild for years now um and might not have oh and sea of thieves but might not have the bandwidth to to work on any of their other stuff um so maybe we'll see something oh also it's something that hasn't been announced yet so uh fable and everwild won't won't count towards this so um, wait so so you're just predicting rare will have a new game uh there will be a new game that was a rare franchise but probably made by somebody else so a oh, killer instinct oh. a banjo kazooie uh i want a, you to uh, be more specific than i'll that. be a coward <laughs> say it viva pinata three. <laughs> oh yeah that'll that'll be okay. viva pinata battle royale uh <laughs> I mean, my. I think that's pretty specific. Like those are some of the 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 bigger names that old school gamers will will get excited for. Right. Um. But like like I said, like the rare of today isn't going to be making some of those games again. So, uh, if if we want to do bonus points, uh, for everything, I think. I'm gonna go with a banjo. Yeah, that's uh, what a I banjo. Feel that that feels that feels yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. I I guess I'll give it. I'm feeling generous today. I'll give it okay. to you. Great. Yeah. Um, 
Alrighty. VA, what do you got? Okay. I have an opportunity for bonus points in this thing, if that's cool. Yeah. Because I haven't claimed that yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. My prediction is Stalker 2 is back on stage mm. uh, with an on-stage demo, an updated release date, not pushed December. to 2023, not oh, December, yeah. and an update about their team's health amidst the UK- Ukraine invasion. Bonus points. They're going to announce a Ukraine charity fund tied to pre-orders of Stalker 2. Interesting. Oh. Okay. That would be that would be amazing. You really thought that through. Yeah. Yeah. You did. That is detailed. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Are you excited? That. Are you excited for Stalker Stalker 2? I am very much. It's one of my more anticipated games. Okay. I haven't played the first one, but the what we saw last what was last year? Um, year before, yeah, when, whenever year. it was, yeah, yeah, it just really grabbed me. Okay. Um, looks like a game, and I they said the keyword immersive sim elements, and I was like, hmm, what you got there? <laughs> what, are you, what are you, what are you buying? What are you selling? Yeah. What okay. you selling, bud? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my that's my my thing. I think they kind of had that NFT thing, but then they walked it back very quickly. Right. I think they got, that was early on in the NFT stuff as well. And I think they got, they, they got some goodwill back by like cancel. They were one of like one of the first people to be like, all right, never mind, We're not going to do this. Yeah. Um, and so I think like they kind of, you know, they were one of the teams that like, that were kind of in the spotlight when, you know, Ukraine was more in the spotlight. In American journalism, at least. Um, and yeah, I think like people want to know what's going on with that team, even just like health wise. I know like I, they believe they all had, had all evacuated, and I think they come out on stage again. Xbox invites them out. Um, and yeah, we get a deeper look at the game and a deeper look at the team. Okay. Um, so yeah. All righty. Well, that's a good one. That would be one that would be feel good to get a point on. Um, I was going to save this for my rapid fire round, but Kim forced my hand. So here we go. This is a, this is a, a part a three team parlay here, right? And for you unfamiliar with gambling terms, parlay is usually when you bet on more than one team to win. Right. So to get the full point, I need to hit all three of these. Okay. Cause saying there's no mention of something boring, right? We've all done that. We can all yeah. say yeah. There's, yeah. there's not going to be a mention of halo infinite two. Duh. Okay. So, this year, there will be no mention of Elder Scrolls 6, Indiana Jones, or Perfect Dark. All three games will be completely absent from the stage to this Dude. year. Even, even though they just like say the word, any of those three words. No, like, okay, if they say them, that doesn't count. Like, literally, like, some sort of presentation. I think they, I mean, they will 100% say Perfect Dark, but I see... They have been, it sounds like there's been a lot of development trouble. Yeah, with, yes. they yeah. have not talked about it at all. And I could see no. it totally getting, like, we're sweeping this under the rug for another year. Well, right. and, and what's the situation with uh, Crystal, Dyna- Crystal Dynamics uh, exactly. now being, well, like, they were announced to be a part of the development team now. Yep. Uh, but now they're being purchased uh, mm-hmm. by Embracer. Yep. Um, so what is their role on that game now? And they have, I think I saw a tweet that said they're still supporting the game. I think that contract still stays the same, but I feel like they have a lot to work out, especially with the development trouble internally and now what to do with or you know, what's going on with 
with CD, right? So it's like, I think I think they just that game is probably 2025, 2024, right? So it's yeah. like, I think they stay far away from from that. Indiana Jones, I think they just got that license. What they announced Lucas Arts being back last year, right? And all we got was a little CG, barely like you know, hat and a whip. So I think that is it's far too early for that yet. And I think this is going to be this show especially is going to be so focused on at least the Bethesda, Bethesda side of it. I think it's going to be ex- almost exclusively so focused on Redfall and Ti- or I almost said Titanfall. Wishful thinking, Alex. Yeah, um, <laughs> Starfield. I think I those wish. are going to be the big two um for for bethesda so and this is one where i hope i'm wrong because i'm excited for all three games in different measures right but i think i think we're too early on all three of those and i think they're going to be more focused on some of the other games that we'll talk about and have already talked about so those are my those are all three of those have to be not shown uh for me to get the full point so there you go sorry to dash your dreams game i don't mean to it's not not something i take pleasure in you know Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll <laughs> I wait do. And see. We'll wait yeah. and see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, K Star, let's keep going. Yeah. Um, so it's been a while since we've heard from um, In Exile Entertainment. They make the Wasteland series. So Wasteland mm. 3 recently came out and was good. But one of the things, what I think we're going to see one of their unannounced games because they've been working on a project co- codenamed uh, Cobalt. And that's kind of rumored to be like this steampunk-themed RPG. And um, now that, you know, Microsoft owns them, I would think they would put that up as an Xbox exclusive and give us kind of our first look at it. Cool. I don't have any pithy remarks for you. I think that's a, that's a good prediction that, that is out of my wheelhouse. So if anyone has one, now would be the time. Moving no. on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. John. I'm boring there, but No, I but I mean like poss- that's a strong possibility. Yeah, definitely. Um, John, how about you? Yeah, it, so this is a Microsoft and Bethesda showcase. Correct. Um there's a lot of stuff that has come out of Bethesda recently. Um or or is very much like publicly delayed. Um the the only developer I could think of that may have something there is going to be machine games. Uh, I think we see the return of Wolfenstein. Yes, Whoa. I love it. I would oh, love it. Oh, so I much. love That's, that. Yeah. I, I don't think uh, I don't think Youngblood was received all that well. They need to bounce back from that mm-hmm. and kind of reestablish Wolfenstein as this just not so awesome first person shooter franchise. Yep. And with um, I. I mean, I hate to say it, Halo's kind of wavering a little bit. Um, I, I think they need another strong shooter on on the platform, and Machine Games has been killing it for uh, for the mainline uh, Wolfenstein titles. I think now's the time to to for them to speak up on what's next. Um, what what comes before Young Blood? What comes after Wolfenstein Wolfenstein Two? Um, let's let's get BJ back in the spotlight. Would you be happy if it's not BJ or if it was just Wolfenstein? Like just that world no it has, to, it has to be a continuation Mr. Okay. Uh, yeah, it has to be a continuation of that series yeah i think is it fair to call those games underrated at this point no they got their due i, they feel. Got their due I, I think now. two really got yeah, there for them really um, did, yeah. yeah okay 
because i feel like when we talk about best shooter campaigns like like titanfall comes titanfall 2 comes up a lot like some of the halos right but like you know i bring up wolfenstein i loved it yeah those games are those games are buck wild yeah yeah okay Cool. I love I want that one to I hope you just manifested that, John, because it's, I really want that. I mean, like looking at the list, uh, Tango just released their game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deathloop just came out. Uh, Elder Scrolls and is it Redfall just were delayed? Like mm-hmm. there are so many things that we. Uh, that have either just been released or have been delayed. And uh, that's, you mean start that makes sense to you if they're if they're co-branding it xbox and bethesda there has to be something big from bethesda there that's not like we're doing a doom thing again i don't know you could play it on your watch Uh, (laughs) i think you can actually but uh it it has to be something significant and i think that's the the thing that makes the most sense to me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay yeah all righty cool i like it alex van aiken take another one of mine i dare you Odd Howard is weirdly going to make a big deal about Starfield being a single player game. No, no games as service, no loop. It's going to feel like weirdly archaic, but like, like, yeah, we needed to hear this, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's going to overemphasize this point of it being a single player game and like somehow make light of like Fallout 76 awkwardly um, at some point on his time during stage. So does all of that need to happen? For that. Okay. Yeah. I'll give him two points for that. Like he it. can get it if he awkwardly a point for the awkward mention and okay. then the single player emphasis. Yeah. Is it like, yeah. do we as a panel get to decide if he overdid it? Do we get to, or if he just says it, does that count? I think if he just says it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. The overemphasis is just like he's if he says it, he's going he's automatically overemphasizing it by even okay. like we all know it's a single player game, but he's going to like make it weirdly known. Fun fact. No microtransactions. <laughs> yeah, right. it's going to be like, OK, we we didn't think there were going to be. But like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. He's going to mention star overemphasis. I think if he's like Starfield is a single player RPG, blah, 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 that doesn't count. But if he's like this is single player like <laughs> yeah i mean like i don't know it has yeah. to like no microtransactions no games of service we Not value we save single player remember that yeah like back at that level it's gonna of, be yeah. something yeah. yeah um so yeah that's my my <laughs> third prediction <laughs> that's wacky and i like it um I, I i just feel like this is the year where like we're gonna get a fun todd howard moment yeah um what if it's yeah. pete hines who does it who overemphasized okay. it? Okay. Do, we get, do we give him a half point? He, well, can I just change my prediction to <laughs> Todd Howard or Pete Hines? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got to be one I of think, the I other. think it's Todd Howard. I think it's Todd okay. Howard. I'll All give right. you half points for Pete Hines. Though. I'll give it's you basically I'll, interchangeable at that point. I'll okay. give Pete. I'll give Pete Hines fifty points because I love that man. Um. Okay, that's I like that, Alex. You're thinking outside of the box here. Um, I think we're doing good on time, so we are going to do our quick rapid fire ones. Um, cool. But I'm debating. Okay, let's let's because this is this is this will be the the end of round three for all of us, right? When I when I do mine. Yeah, yeah when right. you do yeah. yours. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty, let's do this. This is one I'm very hopeful for. Halo has gotten a lot of time in the sun lately, yeah. reasonably so. Right. You know, a lot of a lot of celebrating the legacy of that that series. Right. You know, put them on the map uh, a lot um, with the Xbox. 
it's a certain game that put the 360 on the map and I think is uh, woefully disrespected in the year of our Lord 2022. And that is Gears of War. Um, disrespected? Think, oh, yeah. Uh, this, the hate I see around four and five, uh, including from my dear co-worker. I have um, a counter to this for co-worker my here. Fast lightning round. So okay. I'm no, I wasn't hate. You said I lost other. interest. Yeah, which is fair. But I also think four and five are two of the best campaigns. I'm yeah. planning to go back and play through them. And I would co-op I'm, them with you. Let me like, tell you, like Gears of War at one point, like I said, it was my favorite game of all time. Like, yeah, I love the first three games. Right. They just lost me on four and five. Yeah, and I'm telling you, like, especially how five ends, like, oh, oh, so good. So, all right, my prediction is there is some sort of Gears celebration. Is it a is it a remake of two? Is it a collection? Is it the Gears okay. collection similar to the Master hmm. Chief? I'm not willing to say that, but it's going to be. There's going to be some sort of thing with Gears to celebrate its past. Yeah, my bonus possible. My bonus point. It ends with the Gears sixties. Um, they say it's it's spicy it may not be anything more than kate um uh with you know the chainsaw giving a little bit of exposition right um you know it may just be a total cgt's but they will um and they will say it's in unreal engine 5 which i think they've already said but like that's such a big deal right now that they will re-emphasize that it will be in unreal engine 5 but that's not gear six so what happens if your bonus point comes true but the other half doesn't Oh, that's a good question. Wow. I don't know. What two happens? Two-pointer. It's Is like... It two po- okay. Yeah, I think, like, we'll give you two points on that. Okay. I like, I like how that. I'm just deciding all this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anyone's against, speak now. No, I think, I think if you get that right, it's two. It. That's okay. a big prediction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because, like, I really, like, I think it's it's time. Like, Gears Tactics was a great game, right? The Gears 4 and 5 have been great. I do think the, these games, they're going to get their shine now that, like, Halo kind of had its its moment being back you know and you know halo is a whole another beast right but um gear six it's time um and i'm very curious to see without getting too into spoilers i have predictions about what i want for gear six but maybe that's for another time but i'm curious to see how they move on after the ending that happened in gears five so um that would be amazing so those are our big three right those are the big three for for xbox let's go you're going to say both of your predictions in quick succession, you can give a little reasoning why we'll we'll make fun of you a little bit here and there, right? But like it should be good. Um, Kim, give us your your next two, and then we'll, we'll yeah. Get going. Um, to kind of piggyback off Gears, Gears Developer Coalition are working on a brand new IP, which is reportedly a smaller like uh, Unreal Engine Five title. Oh, it has a rumored release date of 2023. So I could see them showing off whatever that is this year. Okay. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Coalition's yeah. great. Um, so I'd be excited to see whatever they have going. So that's a and, good one. And this is my long shot last one. Um, that Fable reboot, they'll reintroduce it somehow behind beyond that CGI trailer that we got. Mm. Just to get people talking. It won't be much, but they'll get people talking again. I Okay. Interesting. I think it's a long shot, like I said, but if we're going to go five, there you go. There we go. Okay. I like it. John Carson. Uh, Kim just took one of mine. So uh, give me one second. All right. So the first the first thing is sticking on the Bethesda point. Um, I think the PlayStation exclusive Bethesda, Bethesda games are going to be coming to Xbox. So Ghostwire and Deathloop 
oh, um, that's a good are, one. are going to be uh, making their way to Xbox uh, consoles. That's really good. Uh, the other one, man, that I was going to say that say this, the same thing about Fable. Um, but I. This seems like a long shot. Um, Shoot that shot. It, it, and I know that, that you said uh, things not showing up is not a great prediction, but given how consistent it's been, um, I, I think this is. I don't think that we're going to see a Forza at, uh, at this. Oh, so not even because it's seven. It's Motorsport 7's turn now. Because Motor, we Motorsport got four, right? Turn. Or is it eight? Eight. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because we, we went two, two horizons in a row. Right. Um, so uh, I feel like that's maybe going to be held back a little bit, especially okay. with the drama around. Well, I mean, there's the drama around Gran Turismo and all of the, like how expensive it is to play that game and the support behind it. It's either going to be a, um, a moment to like plant Microsoft's flag in the ground for uh, simulation racing uh, or they're holding it back to reevaluate things with their franchise. But, okay. Um, but, I'm leaning towards the latter. Okay. So, so that but it's you're not going to show. All right. That's your prediction. We're locking yes. that in. Yep. Okay. That I mean, that's pretty bold. Like I do like that though. Um, and I feel like at least pop culture wise, Horizon has taken a lot of the the shine from Motorsport. Mm-hmm. But we are due for one, so I'm curious. Yeah. And maybe that feels like is this wrong of me to say? I feel like the European audience really enjoys the Motorsport series, where I feel like. Horizons more of a Western. I think you're going to say versus Gran Turismo. I'm like, we've heard. (laughs) Yeah, we've heard. I've heard enough from the Gran Turismo fans. All right. (laughs) Go play your game. It's out now. Um, Interesting. Okay. Uh, Alex Van Aken, give us two here. The Last Night makes its return. Wow. I was thinking, I was thinking about this one and I was like, nah, I'm not going to go there. And this man did it. He's, he's the brave one. Yeah. It's been, it's been a while. There's also like some, not great stuff with the one of the developers behind the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think enough time has passed that it's going to make its return in some form. I don't know what form, but the last night will be here. Whether it's in a sizzle reel, just letting us know it's still around, okay. or or something more deep. But yeah, the last night makes its return, and then I I don't know how to measure this, so maybe we'll I shouldn't you. do this prediction. But we're going to get Redfall gameplay, and it's going to be the highlight of the show. Ooh. I think that's, I think that's like not we can't judge that. So I'm going to say we're going to get Redfall gameplay and a release date of spring 2023. That's good. That's very good. I think. That, but wait, hold on. Did they say that already? Someone yeah, I was up that like, tweet. didn't they say the re- release thing? If they did, I'm going to force you to say a month. Okay. All right. Let me see. Because I like, I, I feel like it to, is. What? No, that got pushed back, didn't it? Because um, I feel like Redfall gameplay is a slam dunk. So if you can like, like add in the, the release month, I think. That's, first that's half the, of 2023, they said. Okay. Mm. Do we give them spring then or do we make them say a date or do we make them say a month? Month. I say month. Mm. Month. 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 Or could month. I say no month. release date? I mean, you can could. You, can you say this side of the fiscal year or the other side? Because the first half is, I mean, you have until March or you have after March. Mm. Do, do they hit their uh, 
when it when it's going to make the money for this year. They yeah. have to be announcing a release date. Come on now. It's like, okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, they put such a. Can I say before or after March? Uh, or do y'all want a month? Yeah. Okay. Month. 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 February month, 2023. Month. month, month. Oh, no. he said oh, it. February. Okay. It. Okay. This is this is not connected to your prediction, but then when do you think Starfield's coming? Uh like June. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. That feels good. Yeah. I'm with that. This is its last E3 technically, but we get into to yeah, I can see that. Um, okay. Cool. I'm a, I'm around us out here. What you got? Um, what you got? So tell me this is I think this is this is a fable prediction, but it's different from Kim's. So I think it stands. But if you guys say boo, then you say boo. Um, uh, Fable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not only will Fable be here, it will be the one last thing, and we get gameplay. Not saying a date, not saying anything that, but Fable. Close to me. I feel it's like that's why I asked, right? It's like it's close, but it's. I think if you say it is the one last thing, yes, yeah. If it is anywhere else. If it's anywhere else, you don't get a point. I don't get the yeah. point. All right, right. Yeah. we'll do that. Yeah, because I think it's. I think it is. So your prediction st- becomes Fable is the one last thing. Fable is one last thing. Yep. Yes, yeah. that is my prediction. Because I think we start with Starfield. That's they what have to say the words for. one last thing. <laughs> <laughs> if it is the last thing we see in the show before the thank you for watching thing, then it counts. Um, I think that we start with Starfield. We mix in um, some some Microsoft games. We maybe get like an avowed update, right? We we do the middle of of Redfall, and then we end with the Gears Six tease, and then it's like, oh, one more thing, and then we get Fable gameplay. That's my vision of the structure of the show. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but that doesn't that doesn't count in my prediction. It's just that Fable is the one last thing, and then finally. Um, obviously I wouldn't be a, a GI show with Alex if we didn't talk about Halo a little bit. Um, they have said Halo Infinite is a platform and whilst they have had a hell of a time with the multiplayer suite, uh, they assure fans that, uh, single player fans, uh, are going to be in luck next early next year, um, because we're going to get single player DLC. Um, because they said Halo is a platform, not just for multiplayer, but for single player as well. And there's a ton of stories you can tell in the the ring, and I think they want to support that game for a long time. So, Fable or um, Halo single player DLC announced. The question is: it a is it a platform for co op? Um, John, you, think you have to work cooperatively to win Capture the Flag, John. Everyone knows right, that. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yes, there are. So you're there saying are, single player DLC, single player, which DLC. is not co op. Uh, that is separate not, from co op. Yeah, that yes, I it could have co-op, it could not have it. And like, that's it separate matter. from Forge, obviously. Right, yes. Forge and co because I think they're gonna announce the hard dates for that anyways on this, but I'm saying like like single player fans will continue to come back because we are telling the story of what the Arbiter is doing during Infinite, what Chiefs now last question. moments were before. Like, yeah. Everyone found the ring. What if what if Forge has a mission? Single player mission builder. No, Does made by okay. made by three four three. Like okay. an official canonized story featuring some like they have so many characters in Infinite at this point that they haven't. Touched oh, let's on get yet, let's get deeper. So. Let's get more specific. Who who's the single player DLC? I yeah. mean, like okay, uh, this will be this could be who's my the bonus girl points. from Halo TV series. <laughs> no, Maki or Quan will not. How be dare featured you on bring this. up yeah. the Halo TV Hel- series? Helmet list. Yeah, trying to make Ask me mad. Team. Look at this man taking my taking oh. my picks and then making me mad about the Halo <laughs> show. You didn't even watch it, man. You you yeah. ducked out. I, I, my dad was in the hospital. No, Alex. he didn't. 
<laughs> he had a liver transplant, bud. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that inconvenienced the show. The likely excuse. Um, I think I, I think this will be my bonus point. Um, co-op will be a focus um, because it'll be a blue team story um, about Chief Squad, uh, what they did with Chief out of the the picture um, and how they reacted to being on the, the Zeta Halo and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. then you can add more you can add the co-op elements right you can keep it if you want to tell maybe something a little bit more linear right you can have them on the the ship as it's going down onto zeta right and you can have some of those older weapons like that maybe that's how you reintroduce the old shotgun or some of the the unsc weapons that aren't there don't you dare put that dmr back in i'm just i'm just telling you right now like do not put that back in the game i will not come back. um but uh yeah i think that's my bonus point if it's focused on blue team because like um, I, th- I think that's a good bonus point. Yeah, no one likes Locke. Um, I think there's some interesting stuff you could do with um, Buck in like an ODST type of way. You can make it a little bit more his survival, right? But there's some interesting stuff you could do um, with Zeta Halo stuff and the characters there. So, Word. that's it, folks. We did it. The first predictions episode of 2022. And let me say, y'all brought your A games here. We laughed, we cried. It was a beautiful thing. Uh, we're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsor. And then we're going to jump into the playlist. Let's do it. This message is presented by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, NHTSA, which is responsible for keeping people safe on America's roadways. Game world or real world? Seatbelts save lives. Welcome back to the Game Informer Show. Uh, we got a playlist today, folks. We got, I guess, I always feel weird about this and this is a little me just vamping, right? But like when we do previews and we don't necessarily go hands-on, does that fit in the playlist? It is today, but I don't know. Let me know. Yeah, it fits. Because yeah, sometimes so. we get we get good looks at the game. I mean, we can't tell you how they control, but we can tell you like our impressions and right. what we're excited about. Right. Let me I tell you. Count. We got a much better uh, preview than like pandas with bombs ever would, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, that guy, that guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And here's the thing: Alex said that, even if it was a joke. GI community is still gonna love him, right? But I like yeah. I fart in the wrong direction, and apparently everyone chooses against me. Is what listen, yeah, pandas. They know I mean it with love, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's gonna hijack the Discord now. Yeah, That's... he always does. I have no control over that place anymore, anyway. So, um, John Carson. Yes, hi. Hello. All this preamble leading up to the fact that you got to see a big old chunk of Saints Row this I week did. or last week. Last, last last week. It all blurs together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got, got to see an updated uh, look at Saints Row. Obviously, we did the cover story last year, and uh, Van Aken and I were able to go hands-on at that point and learn all about that game and see some missions uh, the preview event that happened last week was retreading a lot of the stuff that we actually saw last year. So they, they went over um, like who the Saints are and showed some early missions like uh, making rent when you. Uh, mm, yeah. Yeah. When you get together with uh, your new group of Saints for the first time to rob a payday loan uh, location. And uh, then you have to escape the the cops and you learn about car combat and stuff like that. But everything this time was uh, 
fully voiced and polished and looked a lot nicer. Um, we also saw uh, the idle threats mission again, uh, where the really? boss. Okay. Yeah. So the boss is um, trying to find out where uh, Kevin is. Kevin is a, uh, a, a one of the the main new saints that uh, used to be with the the idols faction. So it's like ravers and um, uh, basically party goers, and their whole uh, gang dynamic is like strength in numbers and and having like swarm tactics and whatnot. Uh, but also they're partiers, so they have uh, light up whips and uh, like dead mouse helmets and, and stuff <laughs> like that. So. Uh, we got to see that mission again, but what was new was I got to see a mission with Nina, who's the the gearhead uh, uh, wheel lady. Who who? Uh, Is that her official title? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she she's the one who's who's usually your getaway driver. The and, wheel uh, lady, I like it. Yeah. Um, and her and the boss go into the Los Panteros factory, like their HQ to stir up some hell and take them out while their their boss is away. And so we got to see new improvements to like the combat. So like guns are a lot more interesting. They have uh, a thing called signature abilities that let you tweak how guns work. Um, so the main example that they gave was there's uh, you can you can have like two just like normal pistols and the signature ability you can apply to that is to make them into like machine guns. So like fully automatic and just unload clips into enemies. Um, you could add uh, like a flaming punch to your melee combat. Uh, there's just a whole ton of customization stuff uh, that that they've added since the last time that I've seen the game. So um, yeah, the the customization suite was actually something that we didn't get our hands on at all. Right, Alex? No, no, that was strictly yeah. off limits because I know that was a, a lot of people were wanting to hear about it and we just they weren't ready to talk about it yet. Yeah. So they've shown it a couple times since then, but it's they've blown it out quite a bit. You can uh, choose like whatever skin color, uh, like shine. You can make your your boss look like they're they're covered in baby oil. Um, what? Whatever, whatever size, shape, uh, gender. Whatever you want to do with your boss, you could you could do it and and uh, customize all the clothes that they Baby can wear. Baby oil. Baby oil. They, we they have were to some... stop there because like I was not expecting you to say baby there. oil. <laughs> Listen, Yakuza. Very... What what's yeah, going yeah. on here? So uh, I saw some very shiny bosses. And to be clear, you're saying bosses as in like the main character the, are considered the main bosses, character. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the the boss is your customizable character that you play as in Saint. If Moon. you put on baby oil, you better be like slippery or something, so enemies can't be able to like. <laughs> it get turns a into an ice good. level where you can't yeah. like totally slide. <laughs> yeah, would be really good. Yeah, um, but what what they've done with this customization is you can actually have different presets you change how you look at any time and it doesn't matter it's it's not like you have your your main uh the main look of your boss like how they how their body looks and how what their skin tone is and what their gender is you could swap all of that out on the fly and just have like five or six different like oh hey i want to look like the hulk now or i want to look like a demonic ronald mcdonald 
Uh, and you could kind of just like switch it's it redundant, out. Redundant, right? Want. Yeah, exactly. Saying a clown is demonic. They go hand I mean, in hand. He's, he's a pretty friendly dude. Yeah, that's what he that's what he wants you to think until he's like, you know, taking your intestines out to make a McDouble, you know, cheeseburgers this, and fries. This makes me miss the old polygon monster factory videos mm. because it sounds like they would have just had a ball. Oh, I mean, they still make those. It's just not on polygon anymore. Yeah, the the McElroy brothers. Oh, but uh, they're going to have a field day with this game. It's going to yeah, be great. Uh, but there's also like weapon customization. So you can make those pistols look like big foam fingers. So they're just finger guns that you're shooting. Uh, <laughs> I spoke with uh, the creative director, uh, Brian Traficante. Uh, and he said that he likes putting on uh, uh, a customization that makes the pistols look like uh, Star Lord's guns. Uh, he oh, said, cool. but not exactly Star Lord's guns, but close enough uh, <laughs> that, that, that they look like those. Um, so there's there's a ton of ways that you could switch up how your character looks, how their guns act. Um, were there yeah. lots of hair options? This is very uh, important. To I me. yeah, 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 there were. Um, I didn't see all the the exact hair options, but like there's options for just about everything um, and then some and you, you gain more as you play the game. Uh, there's uh, different stores that will open up and they'll add more inventory to those shops as the as the game goes on as well. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, customization is a is a huge, 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 huge part of their experience. Um, but I think like gameplay wise, that game is coming together super nicely. Uh, wingsuit stuff looked a lot, a lot better, I think. Um, and they added uh, features like ejector seats to cars. So you don't have to like. Drive your car really fast and then jump on the, the roof of it to then wingsuit off of it. You could just eject off of it and uh and get into the air super quick they also added an, an ability to the wingsuit where you can bounce off of pedestrians and like float your way back up um which is which is super neat and i don't think they they had anything like that before did they cool. discuss anything with car customization yet yeah yep yeah. so there's okay. tons of car customization options as well they said there's like 80 plus vehicles in there Ooh. and wow. you could add like those things like ejector seats uh i think like uh like NOS boosters, uh, undercarriage lights, like whatever, whatever you want. Like there's a, there's a ton of stuff that you, that you get in there as well. Beautiful. I love to create my own pink mobile. Yeah. So there you go. I'm all about it. So this yeah. makes me happy. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, it sounds like from what I was seeing on the timeline as well, from what you've been talking about too. Yeah. It sounds like this is, and I don't think they've been shy about this, right? But a more grounded Saints, similar to maybe that of two or three, not quite like the the. Yeah. They've the said it's in between three and four, right, John? Uh, but between two, two, three, two, two and three, three. yeah. yeah. So because it, two is a lot more grounded, but still had like some goofy stuff in it. Uh, right. Where three kind of went into like the virtual world and mm -hmm. uh, kind of played around in those in those settings before going full board four. Right. Full uh, born four. Full yeah. yeah. We love to see it, John. <laughs> um, my right jobs. Uh, yeah. But I, my question to you, though, is like, do you like that direction? Is that working for you? Or do you like the more fantastical elements of the, the latter games? It's it works for me. Like those those games have their place and like getting those superpowers and like flying around is fun. Uh, but recently I've been. I, I've been liking like being on the ground in games and like 
uh, being on on the street level and learning my way around a town instead of like skipping everything and just flying over it. Um, I, I think there's there's a benefit to being on the ground level and having that more intimate uh, interaction with the world. Except and, when it's Spider-Man. Well, except for when it's Spider-Man. That's yeah, that's then you have cool like giant skyscrapers to swing through and uh, which this game doesn't. <laughs> so yeah how did the world look because my whole thing was i saw the game super early mm. and i i couldn't get a sense of like is this going to be a fun world to explore like are they putting a lot in there for you to do did you get like any feel of it of like you know even any activities around it yeah so i i think a lot of what you're going to be doing in the world has to do with the, the gang activities that you're going to be getting into. Mm -hmm. So there's a there's a feature called Criminal Ventures, and there's like 14 different plots around town where you can uh, plop down a, a like a legitimate business with an illicit side gig that's that's happening there. So it'll be like a, a food truck place called Chalupa Cabra that's secretly selling drugs to people oh. um, or uh, there's one that's like a a, a toxic waste disposal place that's actually like i think re or it's getting rid of toxic waste for corporate companies and like trying to like sweep all that stuff under the rug but all that is like you'll do missions for for those uh for those businesses mm -hmm. but having those businesses in specific places will also uh, is now tied to like your territory control uh for that area which wasn't the case last year when we played the game. Mm -hmm. So if you if you put a chalupacabra in in one in one section, uh, whatever your rival faction is will uh, start to move in and try to take over your territory, and turf you have war. to like, yeah, turf war. yeah, exactly. And like they mentioned that there was going to be a turf war, uh, like that that whole like claiming the city section by section, um, but it wasn't really tied to anything else. But I, I think it's a really nice addition to the criminal ventures system that all of that is tied together and it makes a lot more sense to me uh, but like in in terms of the the world itself like there are different regions uh there like there are distinct feeling places um but i think what you're going to be doing in each of those spots depends on uh what kind of like ventures you're going to be putting mm -hmm. around town for sure um i i guess to to wrap this section mm -hmm. Uh, you have the unique opportunity to, to that you've seen this at you know it's it's er, uh, some of its earlier stages right you've seen it yeah. now are you encouraged by the progress that's there and do you think people should be excited about this and then one more question on that do you like does it seem realistic that we will be playing this game in august i think is the release date right Ooh, that's soon yeah um I, I am encouraged. I, I think this game is shaping up really nicely, and it is looking a lot more polished than it than it was last year. Um, right. Obviously, that was pretty early, and it's an early build that we had. Yeah, but that game was supposed to come out in February, and so th they've just been putting extra extra polish on that game and combining those systems that make sense together uh, to make a more cohesive experience. And I'm actually more excited to play Saints Row now than I have been in months. That's exciting. So, yeah, um, I am. I am ready to get my hands on it. Um, when speaking with the creative director, he did say that they are definitely hitting that August release date. Definitely. I gave I gave him multiple chances. I'm like, you sure? He's like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I guess so, I'm wrong because I've been saying this whole time that that is not happening. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I asked him multiple times and he said yes. So I oh, am cool. inclined to to believe him. Um, there was no like, well, we'll see how things how things shape up. He, he he's confident that they're hitting that that August uh, release date, which is what three months away. Uh, it's August 23rd, I think, is when uh, it's supposed to be hitting. Three months. So. That's when yeah. winter starts again, John. I don't want to think about that. Winter, we we talked about this. Winter doesn't start until mid-December. That's right. That's right. You're okay. good. Cool. Well, yeah. if you want to learn more about Saints Row, we have a ton of stuff. You know, some of it may be outdated at this point, but we did a whole cover on it. There's a lot of stuff on the YouTube page, a lot of stuff on the um on uh, gameinformer.com, obviously in the magazine, right? So be sure to check it out if you want to learn more about the game. And that's gonna that's turning out to be one of the bigger ones of the the fall end of summer uh rush there so yeah. i'm very curious to see how it turns out so but it sounds like you've also been playing something else uh john this week that i think the good people of the gi community would like to hear about i have um i've been playing a little fighting game called multiverses yeah you have. uh which is uh to, to simplify it it is warner brothers version of smash brothers uh mm-hmm. it's a platform fighter uh, you are playing in two to four player battles uh, with different Warner Brothers. One to four. One, one to four? You can do 1v1s. Oh, I guess that's two yeah, player. It's, yeah, it's, it's next year. Apologies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you're playing, you're playing as uh, characters from Warner Brothers, uh, expansive uh, list of characters. So uh, currently we're, we're playing the closed alpha build, uh, which goes live. Uh, for more people today, uh, mm-hmm. as, as this uh, this podcast goes live, uh, but it has 15 characters in it. Um, so people like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman from DC. Um, you have Shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> Velma was just <laughs> announced. Yeah. Um, you have Finn Arya Stark. And... Yeah. Uh, you have Finn and Jake from Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. Steven Universe and Garnet from Steven Universe. Um, yeah, there's a, a ton of cool random characters in this game. The The big difference between this and Smash, though, is that this is designed to be a 2v2 game. So there's a lot of characters that are. Uh, if you if you look at like games like League of Legends, Dota, they kind of segment characters in like the tank specialty or mage or assassin or or uh, uh, support. Uh, characters are the, are segmented the same way in this game. So I've been playing a lot of Superman. Superman's a tank. Uh, he has moves that are armored, uh, so you can kind of uh, clobber your way through other people's attacks um, and grapple people and kind of throw them off screen. Uh, or you have someone like uh, Rain Dog, who is a, a brand new character for this game. It's like this really cute looking uh green dog creature reindeer thing uh but it's a it's a support character and like their whole thing is uh putting tethering yeah like tethering to to different characters so you can like tether to your partner so they could do really uh dangerous daredevil attacks off the the side of the stage out of the stuff you'd see like a smash bros pro do yeah without a safety net but now us regular players have a bit of safety it, 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 so you could just zip them back at any time. Like there's there's a lot of 
interactions between characters like that. You could give people shields. You could get people buffs. Um, you could really work out like a, a team strategy. And that's really fun and interesting. And a actually, I, sh I should say, uh, before we kind of get into it more, I'm really liking uh, multiverses from what I've played so far. I think it's oh, okay. it's it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's missing a little bit of the impact that uh, Smash Brothers has in its move set. Um, but I li I like the characters that are involved. Uh, I like the the animations look nice. They have the money behind it to really uh, like get all the voice actors for these classic characters and put them into the game. Like Kevin Conroy is uh, yeah. is there as Batman. Um, you have Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. You have Maisie Williams as Arya Stark. Like you have all all the the actual voice actors for these characters in the game, um, which is something that we didn't see for uh, like Nickelodeon All Star Brawl last year, uh, which was a a big talking point for uh, for the people playing that game. Um, mm -hmm. That was more of a budget title. And uh, that, that kind of shows compared to uh, what Warner Brothers is doing with multiverses. John, right. I know you're really into fighters. So yeah. with this, would you call it more of like a casual a game that like casual players can get in play? And is there like enough like advanced like move sets there that you feel? I know you've only played like, you know, a little bit. But what sense yeah. did you get as far as like what audience this is kind of targeting? I think it hits both. And the the reason why I, th I think it does is, well, first, it's a it's a free to play game. Um, it's it's cross play. Um, so you could boot this up on your on your Xbox if you have a friend who who you like to play Smash with. Uh, but they uh, that it's not on Switch yet. But um, if they have a, if they have a PlayStation, they can load it up on their PlayStation and you can play together. There's no barrier to entry in price, so you can just kind of like get in and, and play together whenever. Um, but it's it's the the same type of game as Smash. Like you have a, a a normal attack button and you have a special attack button. You have some dodges. There there are like combos you could create from from those uh, from those attacks and like string some stuff together. Um, like it's easy to pick up and play, but there is a lot of depth in the system. And that there are perks that you can equip to your characters that will uh, enhance specific aspects of their arsenal or, or uh, even buff like your your teammates. Like there are team perks that will give you like, oh, you have a third jump instead of just a double jump, uh, which is which is a, a pretty big change there. Um, yeah, you can kind of get into like the nitty gritty of customizing your character and how you want to play. Um, or you could just jump in with with uh, Shaggy and go Super Saiyan and uh, just have fun with the game. Like it's so bizarre, but it's yeah. great that way. Um, uh, what what do you think about it, Alex? Uh, have you've been you've been playing a bit? You've been recording some some footage for us. Um, yeah, I've played about three hours of it at this sure. point. Um, uh, I think it is good, not great. Okay. Um, I, I feel it, it, and obviously we're in alpha, right? This is not, they're not in full release yet, but, mm. um, I feel like they're occupying a space between smash being the, the bar, right? Like that's, and then Nick all stars down at the bottom. Right. And I feel like they're in this center point, right? Because, um, 
for a couple of reasons. I do like there seems to be more of an attention to detail and purposefulness that this game has that like Nick All Stars did not. And like you said, right, you know, WB Games seems to be putting more assets behind this than I think the team behind Nick did. You know, budget, you know, not 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 shade at the developers, right? But like budgetary yeah. is budgetary, right? Um, so it is refreshing to hear those voices. Um, and I do think the combat is good, not great, because I was once I started to learn characters, I really like like Batman's my I so far and Harley have been my mains and they've been great. There is an inherent lack of fluidity that there is in Smash. I feel mm -hmm. like there's like micro pauses in between some of the moves, right? It doesn't feel as fluid as as the golden standard that is Smash Bros, right? And right. you know, that team, you know, had years to perfect that, you know. Smash Bros. 64 wasn't the fluid masterpiece that like Melee was or like or Ultimate is, right? Yeah. Um, and then inherently it's just the free-to-play nature of it. Um is kind of just gross. Like it like any free-to-play game, right? Like it is the second you log on, 600 gross. challenges gr gross. I'm gonna say it. Uh it's stinky and I don't like it. Um and it's like it is this. This may sound old man and kind of snobby uh, as a fire truck goes by. I apologize. Um, it's like it, Smash is is partially so great because it is this pure love of games, right? Where you're just like playing as these icons of the industry, right? Whereas yeah. this, you feel the Fortnitey Pokemon Unite of it right away, where it's like if you do like eight ledge grabs or whatever, you can get a thousand points, and that gets you a quarter of the way through the battle pass, and like you know, you can earn like a. A badge for that and i yeah. know i'm sounding old man and like you know back in my day we didn't have that but it's like it's just it is apparent and there and if if you like a more pure experience like smash that may be off-putting to you but the fact that it's free to play kind of counteracts that so it's like they got to make their money somehow so i get it i'm not like i understand but right. it definitely i was like this just doesn't feel as as pure as as smash right um yeah. But I think if you're going into that with that expectation, I think there is a lot to like here. Um, and I think Smash is a super high bar. For, it is. To right. try to like get to on your first for you know, sure. entry. And I, I agree. I do think we're coming into the era, though, of the Smash clone. And mm -hmm. so far, nothing has come close yeah. to it yet. And I know mm -hmm. I sound a little snobby, but it's like it's because it's the gold standard, right? Yeah. Um, so I I'm excited to put more time in it and to learn some of the characters and like and and, and it could just be a me playing problem because I played uh, I, I don't know, John, if you had a hard time with this, but I really very rarely found people to play with. So I would imagine that changes by the time people are listening to this. It was yeah. usually just computers that, that populated the uh, la the last couple of nights I've been playing pretty late um, mm -hmm. and I would I would kind of come across this the same person each time. Right. And, uh, just get yeah. bodied by someone's uh, someone's really awesome Jake. Yeah. Um, or, but... or Aria. I ran into an Aria that was very fluid who got the um, the uh, like the juggling down right away where yeah. I couldn't get down on the ground. Um, yeah. So I I'm in a I'm in a Discord with uh, with some other industry folks uh, nice. who play fighting games together, and uh, someone got bodied by uh, Sonic Fox. Like, <laughs> oh one really? Of, one, of, one of the best fighting game players in in the world, and yeah, yeah they they just destroyed them. Right. So yeah, they're like this this <laughs> isn't fair. It's yeah. the worst when you keep getting matched up with somebody who you're like, yeah. I don't 
I'm playing you again. You're, You're the worst. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I'm just gonna, just gonna exit out. Yeah. Um, um, I do think it is excelling in a spot that even I like the level of how conscious you do have to be about in-game effects, though. I think that is a nice touch yeah. and something that Smash doesn't even do, right? Because there are characters, like John said, that have different abilities, but like that stems to like there's some people who have a fire effect, right? And you need to hit them a certain there's a there's something that pops up above an opponent's head that shows like a a flame, right? You need to hit them five times within a certain uh uh, time period and then they'll they'll start on fire and take damage or there's like a weaken ability so it's there is more strategy within the moment to moment than i think even oh i don't think i could say even more than smash but it's a, a different focus it's right different. and yeah, yeah and that's something i really that is a a risk i i really like that they're taking and i think could make for some interesting matches and like seeing how especially when pros get their hands on it seeing how they they manage those buffs and debuffs in game i think is going to be very interesting in this so i definitely like i don't think it needs to be smashed to be successful i think if you're going into it expecting that you're going to be disappointed but i i think there's good bones here that i'm excited to see especially when they add like tony soprano into the game like i'm, I'm very excited the, the to Gabagool. see him and, him and lydia going at it you know uh 1v1ing so uh, he just goes uh, to therapy for 30 <laughs> seconds right um, so yeah. go, going back to like the whole free to play nature of this game, I'm recently I'm a pretty big proponent of fighting games, trying out more free to play options because one when, when fighting it like fighting games in general have a pretty dedicated audience, uh, but it's small compared to a lot of other genres. And I feel like when people get get excited about a fighting game, whether it's Guilty Gear or uh, Street Fighter or Tekken. There's a flash in the pan where everyone's playing. And then within a month or two, you only have like the hardcore of the hardcore who are playing it. And I think lowering that monetary barrier to entry will go a long way to getting more people in over time. And like people could just jump back in whenever or if a, a new character is released uh, or a new skin is released for a character that you like people have an easier way to uh, to get back into that game and, and play it again. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see how this does, especially with like that roster of memorable names uh, that, that are coming in, like the, the iron giants coming in from like that. That's, that's a character that I want to play. I'm playing as. him pacifist only. Yeah. yeah I was going to say just, totally antithetical to what the iron giant is, but sure. We'll yeah, allow it. Um, yeah. But like there are there are characters that they could add over time, like they're they're doing battle passes. They're doing uh, on, on like tons of unlockables. Um, it's those some good unlock. Have you seen the Samurai Batman skin? If yeah. You to, yeah. And that's it's not great. even on the battle pass. That's just like free right. if you yeah. level up to 50. Like there's some sick cosmetics. And as like, I mean, that is the draw of these. You, Smash has turned into this pure thing, but yeah. And its first iteration, it was like, oh, all your favorite people are here. Like, this is just right. like a celebration of those characters. It has turned into a standard. Mm. But I mean, I, I, you could argue that it always did feel pure. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I really like this. I'm actually, when you guys were talking about it, I booted up my copy and like just did the tutorial. I heard the sticks. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah. And I'm having so much fun, even like this in this 10 minutes of 
granted i'm i just picked shaggy who is like my guy yeah and i'm just yeah. i'm just hearing myself or seeing myself in my head i think like uh like oh what if i like just role played as shaggy with my friends and that was the only character i played <laughs> so like, just the stupidness um that this kind of game like like alex said tony soprano like <laughs> yeah I mean, that could happen I like yeah. what as i hear half these characters like wow. seriously right yeah yeah i um while you guys are trying i had a it feels very floaty and almost like you're in like slow yeah, motion but I think that's just platformer platform fighters in general are, are yeah cool. yeah but like even more so than smash i feel like yeah uh but it kind of it's pacing feels like granted 10 minutes of of trying it out it felt like i was in more control than i am in smash and i think because it feels a little more slow than smash um and so i was like oh well in my head i was like i can you know chain these two attacks together and like I'm bad at fighting games. And so like when something is a little slowed down, something more casual and friendly, um, I don't know. I feel like it's more inviting. And, that and I'm, oh, go sorry, ahead, Alex. Finish, I was just finish your thought and then I'll jump in. I was say, I wonder if this is going to do the same thing that Pokemon Unite is doing in terms of like making this genre that is typically very hard to get into um, accessible to a larger fan base that might just come because their favorite character is available to play um lebron james has been rumored <laughs> uh, yeah because he's space been in jam. space jam Ugh. um I, it's it's a double-edged sword for me because i do like like it is it's harder to bounce people off the maps in this and there is some wall climbing uh abilities that they've added in here right where if if you're careening off the left or right of the platform if you get to the wall you can kind of climb up it, it, it's harder but on the flip side of that, there's characters, and I guess this is the same for Smash too, right? But like, it, it's it's hard to tell when someone's gonna go flying because I've gotten characters yeah. who like are smaller in build to like almost 200 damage points, right? And they still won't get off. But then there's sometimes where I'm playing as Batman or someone a little thicker, right? And and I'm at like 115 or 80, and I bounce right off and and go into the ceiling. So it's like I, I wonder if those are tweaks that they can make as time goes on right balancing things because yeah. this is only the alpha right but it is it is a level of like it doesn't feel consistent enough yet to be yeah. like because sometimes in smash when you're when you're playing as mario and you're at 150 you know a light breeze is going to carry you off yeah. right and maybe that's just something i'm going to get have to get used to in this this new fighter but i do feel like it, it needs work in in that way so I think also having like the cross play is a big deal. I think um, in terms, like I could easily see myself like playing with my, my little brothers, just like a match here and there where smash, I feel like is harder to get people to get online for. And like, I don't know, just like that, that approachability goes a long way for me, I think. Yeah. Um, and games like this free to play. So no barrier there. It's on literally. What platforms is it on, John? Is it on? Uh, it's Xbox, everything but Switch, PlayStation, and PC. Yeah. Okay. So everything but Switch. Um, that's a huge like barrier to entry removed. It's it's I, roll back roll rollback netcode. So like uh, a smoother, oh wow yeah smoother yeah. online experience than Smash. Um, it's yeah. designed to be played online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stuff like that is just. I mean, you just keep removing those barriers. The characters, I. 
I joke about Shaggy. I do like Shaggy a lot as I think. And the fact that they leaned into the meme, I was blown right, away. Yeah. I played yeah. the tutorial. You guys are talking. I was like, they did the Super Saiyan Shaggy thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, what? That <laughs> is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Taz was just announced for the game and they have like an experimental version of him in the build. And That's he cool. just he so he one of his moves is he he puts like salt and pepper on his enemy. And as he build enough like stacks of salt and pepper on them, they turn into like a giant rotisserie chicken and have limited mobility options if you toss them off the, the side of the stage. Yeah, it's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 the more I play this game, the more I like it, and I do see the the shortcomings that that uh, Stadnik's talking about as well. But uh, it it is early. Um, it is uh, a, a closed alpha currently. They did say that they're going into open beta in July. Um, so hopefully we'll we'll be seeing uh, an updated version of it then as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but but I think that uh, it's it's looking good to me so far. It's it's surpassed my expectations uh, because because after things like Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, which which I did like for the most part, it does have a lot of issues. I was thinking that this would kind of fall into a lot of those same uh, pitfalls, but um, it. I, I I like the amount of stuff that you can unlock in it. Like every yeah. character has its own uh, uh, like unlock tier. Yeah. Um, and and you have like your, your battle passes. And uh, it seems like at, at least in. We, we won't know until the game's actually released, but at least for what's in the alpha, everything is unlockable through playing, um, which is good, except for like maybe purchasing the battle pass. But right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is like in like a certain level of cynicism you have to like put aside to enjoy these games because at the end of the day they are like marketing like especially these oh, yeah. like crossover games like Fortnite I mean Fortnite especially is like a giant marketing tool now yeah but it's a fun one uh, yeah. and it's a good game and you it's like a you almost have to like not think about that part but realize that's exactly what it is um and appreciate it for what it is and so for what it is this you know marketing tool for all of these classic cartoons um associated with what wb right WB. um yeah um it's cool for what it is and it's also free and that that goes a long way for me um i feel like a lot of the games i play these days are free to play but that's here nor there. Yeah, you're part I, of the problem. I mean, I, yeah. I just think that there's a, <laughs> a lot um, that the fighting game genre can learn from the MOBAs that have been successful in, in recent years. If you if they take the lessons that Riot has learned from League of Legends, I think that they can make a more successful fighting game that it, that has legs. And I, I think that this that what Multiversus is doing is a, a good step in that direction. So, you know, it's funny. I didn't know what this game was a week ago. <laughs> no, no, I, I hadn't heard no. of it. Yeah. Truly your your death's door this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah. I love the um, spirited away influences in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, I mean, well, it's on HBO Max. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you have that Ghibli collection, bro. Like, never say never. Gangs, <laughs> the gang's all here. Give, um, give me the moving yeah. castle. Yeah. 
it's weird. I feel like I'm not usually the contrarian on things, but yeah. yeah. A nice change of pace. Yeah. You're, you're a smash diehard though. Like you, I, I am, but I yeah. think it's because also they do things right. Like it doesn't feel <laughs> That's what like, smash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just look at it cause it's better, man. They do, they do good I mean, things. I mean like your point about marketing, right? Like it is inherently there is marketing in that game because it's like, I learned about, Nintendo franchises through Smash. That just is what it is. But that doesn't Fire Emblem, baby. Fire exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't know what what uh, Fire Emblem is without Smash. Like I'm Roy. I would exactly. I remember being so disappointed when I found out like Roy and Ike weren't in every Fire Emblem game. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> Anyways, but like that's not the main point of those games. Like Sakurai and his team spent years perfecting the fighting of that. That's the main focus of that, right? And then you start to add those extra characters in when it makes sense, where it feels like it's ass backwards in this one. Like a lot of things are today because it is like, and maybe I'm just cynical because of all like the ready player one isms that I have to ingest on a daily basis through meta and, and crypto and all that kind of stuff. Whatever. So. We finally got Sora. So, and yeah, see true. life is good. That's all. That's all we needed. So um, I, I think to, to scrape away some of that cynicism, I think you need to look at what this game does do differently. And that's the, the team battles. And I, and I think I went from being completely like, this is a hell no for me to yeah. being at least interested. Like I said, I think this is a good, there's good bones here. And I, yeah. if you strip away the, 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 today's game design right of adding the battle pass and the free-to-play elements right i do think there is something here that their team has has done a good job crafting in the fighting sense i think it needs some tuning but i think i'm gonna i'm gonna keep playing it like we're gonna play it on stream and i'll save some of these takes for you know for not then hey, but you know maybe in 20 years this is the new smash bros alex Maybe I'm dead by then. Uh, John, <laughs> uh, you know, life expectancy is going down, according to Alex Van Aken, So um, I told him that yesterday. It's true. That was dark, yeah. man. <laughs> Sorry, too much. Um, if you're interested in multiverses, you can check out uh, GameInformer.com. John has his written preview up there. You can go to YouTube.com slash GameInformer to check out. We have a bunch of uh, multiverses videos that you should check out uh, focusing on the game as a whole and then uh cut downs into uh specific characters right if you're interested in batman harley um that kind of stuff uh check that out and then also keep it locked to twitch.com slash uh game informer for our stream for on multiverses that i think it's going to be us three and one marcus stewart if i'm not mistaken so yes should be a good time uh kim you've been very patient you've been asking some great questions what are you playing this week my friend well, I'm sure when people look at the timestamps for this, they're probably like, what the heck is the Centennial case? And I'm here to tell you what that is. Uh, Square Enix recently um, launched this live action murder mystery adventure um, about like this cursed family who they've suffered like a chain of of weird deaths over the past century. Um, it's on Switch, PS5, PS4, and PC. And it's unlike anything you've really played. I mean, I think it to compare it, like you're watching a movie, but you're cert you're like searching for clues and then you go and put like hypothesis together of what happened and then like present your logic on what actually transpired and there's like four different like murder cases um and they're all set at different points in time um like from 1922 all the way up to 2002 so you're trying to figure out the connections between these and the family and i've 
finished the first case. I'm like in the middle of the second so far. Um, but it's all like it, it's very different and interesting. And I recommend first off, try to play with the Japanese voices on um, with subtitles, because although the voice acting is fine for um the english the like lips aren't synced and it's really kind of awkward at times um but other than that like this whole thing centers around like this like fabled like fruit of youth that all these people are after because they want to like become ageless and so it asks a lot of questions about this and it's got it's a good mix between like campy but also like interesting like figuring out the mysteries with the logic so like at one point yesterday she's like is this blood and i was like oh my god it's back to chris's blood all over again but you know like you have those moments but um it's been pretty interesting so far and like i said just something very different um to play and so you will like watch a lot of footage before you get into the actual like gameplay screen, which has you looking at all the clues and then dragging them to like different, cause it'll ask you a question like, why, like, why would this person um, be in this room? Or why would this person, you know, what murder weapon was it? And you can put different things that you think they are and it'll kind of like show you different paths that you could go to present your argument on what really happened at the end of each case. So kind of got like a little Ace Attorney feel to it. Of I was like, gonna ask. Yeah, yeah, but not as, <laughs> not as jokey, you know, right. there's no humor bent here. It's just about like, there's some crazy twists with, like I said, one of your main characters is like this scientist who is like out to get this fruit of youth um, and see what they can do with it. So, like I said, it all starts with these skeletal remains under this cheery tree on a family estate. And you kind of find out that like there's been a lot of um, press and media coverage of this. And so they're trying to keep it on the down low, figure out... Like, in a hundred years, what? who is this person that's buried under the tree, and why does this cycle keep happening with strange deaths in this family that supposedly has, like, this connection to something that can, like, prevent aging? Interesting. This sounds wild, like, in a, in a really good way. Um, I mean, like I said, that's what was cool about it. I was like, I'm playing this, and it's not normally, like, something that I feel like we'd review but at the same time i'm like it's kind of really cool because it's different it reminds me a lot when i played like um her story or something like that mm, where it's like yeah. i'm watching or like old like fmv like i don't know sega saturn era type of game you know right. where it's just like you're you're paying attention to what's going on in the story and it's like you know it's like when you read a book a great mystery book right and you're like trying to piece everything together except this lays out all the different paths that maybe it could take and then leaves you with guessing and sometimes like it's not always so cut and dry and you have to make like i think this is what happened and like do your own you know leaps through the logic um what's interesting to me is sometimes with these games like the logic doesn't always like make complete sense. Um, but so far I've only run into points in the story where I'm like, that seems weird, but not with the actual like 
murder cases of like what happened. Like it doesn't seem off or anything. Interesting. Okay. So who would you say if I say the sentence, like I enjoy X, therefore I would enjoy this game, the centennial case, like, is this for great ace attorney fans? Like who is this? Who is this game? for? It's hard to say. Cause I think it's anybody who wants something a little different, who likes, you know, logic in games and piecing to like if you like any murder mysteries type stuff and and just like it's not a genre we get often um you know just to like be the person who's putting everything together i would say give it a try because it's very very different um Mm -hmm. and like i said even i'm just like i'm just along for the ride right now i couldn't tell you if this is all gonna shake out in a wonderful or disastrous way but like Mm. i was up last night um i was like just gonna play a little bit before i went to bed like i was finishing watching hockey ot as usual and i was Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna go to bed early tonight and then i like looked at the clock and i'm like it's 1 a.m but i still want to play and so um it really got its hooks in me as as you get further like the beginning is a little like oh they're setting everything up and then when you're actually like trying to piece together the murders that's actually really fun okay and and you may have already said it but gameplay moment to moment stuff is more dialogue and choice boxes than anything right yeah you'll get choices i can't tell how, how substantial so it the choices seem to matter when you're piecing together the murders but it'll ask you like questions sometimes of in, in it and it's like a fake question because no matter what answer you pick if it'll just like be put back into the dialogue at you and it feels like mm-hmm. there's no like stake in it so that's the only thing so far that i found a little disappointing is but then sometimes it asks a question where i'm like i think this is an important choice but i don't know for sure if it will be but i that's a little area that's kind of weak in my opinion if you're gonna have i guess you know it's hard to do all branching paths when you're doing like a murder thing, but um, I would wish that some, some of the interactions be- between characters had more ways to build your relationships. For sure. Interesting. Okay. Well, what, uh, what console are you playing it on? And is it, is it out for people at this point or is yeah, it? It's, it's okay. out. Um, I'm playing it on switch right now and it runs fine. It's like, I'm watching, like I said, Netflix or something on switch, like very high, um, quality so far. No issue. It took me a long time to download, I think, because I'm like, this is all live footage. So, um, but Yes, it's run running fine for me on Switch. And I think that's like a good way to play it because I was even thinking yesterday, I'm like, I'm so happy I picked this up on Switch because it's just easy to watch in handheld mode. Whereas if I had to like play it on my PS5, I'd be, you know, it'd be big screen, but it'd, it'd feel like a little bit of a different experience. Only thing with Switch so far, controls are sometimes a little wonky and awkward because you have to like drag things with the... Um, mm. The bumpers and it's just like doesn't always line up correctly um but gotcha. that's been the only like knock so far on like controls performance okay i gotcha well you were talking about it and i was like this sounds perfect on on switch so i'm happy that, happy to hear that it's running well uh unlike something like chrono cross has has been um uh you're gonna review this game right I was making that decision, yes, and I think, yes, I think I've played enough to say, like, this is, it's different, but I think that's part of why we should cover it, and, you know, it's got enough there that of interest, it's just, like I said, it's, it hasn't had a lot of marketing, it's done some fun stuff with its marketing, but I don't think people real, 
realize that it's out there and you're able to get it. So I especially wanted to talk about it on the podcast this week. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. We like uh, being tastemakers for the weird and and out there. So uh, definitely, if if you know K-Star, you know that she's got good taste in games. So definitely go check it out. Keep an eye out for her review. I don't know if we'll do anything video on it, but uh, you've been watching the trailer at this point if you're watching the video version of this. So cool. Well, thank you for sharing, my friend. Mm -hmm. Um, Alex Van Aken, Country Roads, Take Me Home. What do you got here? Well, speaking of tastemakers, Alex... (laughs) I've been playing a game about vampires. Oh, tasty. Yes. Uh, I've been playing Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, the new narrative RPG um, developed by Big Bad Wolf, part of the, you know, classic vampire series. Um, And yeah, it's a narrative RPG. So think like uh, Detroit Become Human, games like uh, Heavy Rain, stuff like that. Um, And it all, like the whole crux of the beginning of the game is the masquerade is this um protocol this way of life this process to keep the existence of vampires hidden from the living um it takes place in boston think like game of thrones in that there are like many different like houses essentially who kind of operate within this one city And at the top of that is a prince. Um, And there has been turmoil because the previous prince disappeared. A new prince has been elected um, to rule over the vampires. And there's something that goes wrong at the start of the game. And then a red alert is issued for Boston. And the vampires have to go into lockdown. Um, And that's kind of like the start of the mystery. What happened? Why is what is this red alert about? Are people dead? Uh, what's the deal? And it kind of turns into this like um, pseudo murder mystery. Um, Sounds popular and, on today's show. Yeah, yeah. And but you are a vampire, and you have to do vampire things hmm. um, to solve those mysteries. So a lot of it is like reminiscent of they have this really cool dialogue system that. Um, and Reiner's the one who reviewed it. He gave it eight point five FYI. But in his review, he talked about like this dialogue system feels like it's going to be implemented in all sorts of other games uh, because of how, how deep and interesting it is and how it it really ties in to RPGs really well and choice uh, and agency and all of those fun buzzwords. Um, but so certain choices you can only make if you have, um, you know, certain alignments are you somebody that's more thoughtful at the start of every every uh game when you get to pick the new there's three characters you play as you kind of get to tweak them and tune them to be like certain um um you just kind of get to tweak their abilities and their skills and traits um and so one person you might pick to be more of like an intimidating dominant force somebody who um might even get physical to get what they want you could be somebody that's more like um, methodical and thoughtful and relies more on wit to kind of um, extract evidence and information from people. You can kind of be a mixture of the two. But regardless, you are um, going through the environment um, very much like Detroit Become Human style where you're walking around, interacting with objects, reading 
um, blogs and emails and all that fun, those fun environmental storytelling pieces, but all the while solving puzzles um, and trying to kind of sort this giant mystery together. And, um, you know, some characters can, there's one character named Laisha. She can, let's say she needs to get into an area that is off limits. Well, she can turn invisible. That's her vampire power. Or she can uh, take the appearance of somebody else to sneak behind, you know, enemy lines, as it were. Um, and Mim is my favorite character in the game so far. I think it was her, she was Reiner's favorite as well. She, her vampire ability is like she can teleport places. Um, and so you're solving this. It's like this murder mystery, but hyped up on vampire. Like for every action that you take, you have like limited action points. And um, the more actions that you do, the more your thirst as a vampire will go up and you will need to eventually feed. Uh, and so you want to do that privately if you can, but like if you max out your thirst and you're like super thirsty, like your, your character might start behaving weirdly or there might be consequences for that. Um, so you have to go and like track down prey, try to isolate people, um, to, and there's like a whole, there's a lot of like UI based mini games that I think hmm. in another game would be very boring, but in this game just like work really well because hmm. of the subject matter and being vampires. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, if you're a fan of, you know, um, investigating somebody making like your choices really do matter in this game. It feels like I, I, there are tons of different endings. It seems like, and you know, this is a game where you make a choice and you have no idea what's going to happen. I feel like there's a lot of like quote choice based games that like, it's very predictable. Um, what's about to happen if you choose this or that in this game, you could choose uh, an, an action that you think seems the most appropriate and then that gets you like the person you're trying trying to protect like a bullet in their head randomly hmm. like the and it is there's a lot of intrigue and just vampire shenanigans i really like it i typically okay. am not the biggest rpg guy but i think this game is going to be polarizing i have not looked at the reviews um haven't had time, mm -hmm. but I it's, it's rough around the edges. Technically, animations are kind of janky. Um, you know, there's some awkward pauses where like characters like the 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 game's catching up to like be where it needs to be during dialogue, stuff like that. But I really like the weirdness of this game. And again, I have to preface: I am not the reviewer of the game. I played about two two hours or so. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe if you're seeking like a full on review, go read ours, yeah. gameinformer.com slash review, uh, reviews, um, or, you know, seek out somebody that you trust in terms of, you know, these kinds of games. But I imagine this is going to get kind of like the gambit of review scores. I could, I think it's one of those games that is, it reminds me of ghost Blake's ghostwire code Tokyo review where like a very specific person is going to really like this thing. And a lot of people are probably going to think it's like not great. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just kind of like a palate cleanser that has hit at the right time for me. And I'm very much down for after Elden Ring, like nothing's really stuck with me besides like multiplayer games. And this has been like that game that like, I, I just keep thinking like, Oh, I want to boot up vampire and play another half hour and get a little further in this mystery and not have to worry about like, this intense experience. I just want to like chill and like 
interact with the environment and like watch these cool cutscenes play out and figure out this mystery that I'm intrigued by. So it's very much that kind of game. Like sit down, you know, on the couch, maybe with somebody you want to play through it with and just chill, grab a drink and, you know, make your narrative choices and try to figure out this mystery. It, it, it's, I think it's cool. I think okay. it's cool. All right. So. Cool. Well, yeah. Uh, Alex said uh, where you can find the other stuff. That's that's interesting. Again, Especially, there's a lot of games with this naming. There's Vampire, there's the Masquerade Blood. I, right? I yeah, thought this was yeah. the Battle Royale. This Royal. is Swan Song. Yeah. Vampire, yeah. the Masquerade, Swan Song. The narrative RPG, not the Battle Royale, not the iconic RPG from back in the day that they're also bringing back. Right. We're still waiting on that, too. Yeah. All of a sudden, I feel like we just entered into the the Vampire right. the yeah. series world, yeah. and I don't understand why we chose now. But it's, it is, it's all it Vampire is. and Warhammer, and that's all that exists out there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all that there is. But yeah. I have been very intrigued by the lore of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that like these vampires... This, you know, some of them came over from Europe and Paris and you learned about like this twisted U- U.S. history and like how they arrived to the U.S. But mm-hmm. like they've been vampires this whole time hiding in hiding in the shadows and like how do these like big world events play out as a vampire? And, like, you get to read all about that and like their biographies and stuff. And there's a big glossary that you can pull um, that kind of like they'll reference things like you're supposed to know them. So I'll go look, look up the glossary, like what's final death. And it's like, Oh, that's a v- vampire. They can be killed a certain way. Um, what's a, what's a, you know, vessel. Well, that's, you know, stuff like that. So it sounds like they do talk about what they do in the shadows. Correct. <laughs> All right. All right. I was going to make yeah. a vampire diaries joke. So I'm glad you did that one. Instead. <laughs> yeah. I had to get it in there. So, yeah. Um, Right. There's some cool systems that remind me of Disco Elysium too, mm-hmm. but oh. I am not familiar enough with. I've, like I said, I've only played two hours, so I don't feel comfortable like asserting that I know how all these systems work because I feel like, truth be told, I'm still learning. For um, sure. But there's some really cool dialogue stuff going on. Okay. Can, can you become a beloved bartender named Jackie Daytona? <laughs> go. You know, I, it could happen. You know, Goaty, if that's the case. Um, speaking of Goaty. Thank you for that, Alex. Um, I'm not going to talk about this too long um, uh, because I want to go to break here, but I do want to say Rogue Legacy 2 is absolutely going to be in our Game of the Year conversations. This game game is is Dead Cells Hades equivalent. Like, it is so good. Uh, John, I know you did the review. You gave it a nine, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know how this slipped past me, and I feel bad we didn't do any video content on it. Game is fa- like truly yeah. fantastic. It single-handedly broke me out of my gaming slump uh, after Elden Ring. Really? Um, yeah. And it was totally, it was by accident. My buddy bought it. He was like, dude, you really should check this out. And I was like, I, I haven't played the first one. I don't know anything about this. And it's just, oh, it you is. you hadn't played the first one. No. Wow. Uh-uh, no, I haven't touched the first to, one. Was it easy to like grasp um, when you yeah. haven't played the first one? Okay. Yep. Yeah, it is very much. If you're familiar with the rogue light genre of yeah. of Hades and Dead Cells, right? Where a lot of that progression goes from from run to run. You'll be right at home. And when you add the Metroidvania plat- platforming in this, it is it is it is exceptional. Like I am so taken with this with this game. And I think it has some of the best moment to moment combat of the year. And I think we should be talking about it in the same way we did Hades. So it's my you last think I like this Alex. I think you would if did you like Hades? Yeah, it was my game of the year. Then I think you would really love this, especially if you like the more Metroidvania style of this. And it's just, it is, it is so, 
uh, perfected too strong a word it is it is streamlined death in a way that it does not matter when i die like it's like oh bummer well i'm just gonna start basically back up where i started and get even more powerful and that level of of feeling more powerful each run is is very palpable and and so good john i you wrote the review so if you want to say something yeah. quick about it uh uh, I'll, I'll give you a shot, but no, uh, I, yeah. I, I think a, lo- a lot of your, your points there are, are dead on. Um, I, I feel like there's, there are some diminishing returns as you get, uh, closer to the end of the game. Um, some of those power-ups don't necessarily feel as big, uh, as, right. as you're trying to like knock out the last few bosses. But I mean, the, the loop of just like ex- exploring the, the, the different, uh, areas and like kind of needing to uh on on each run if you want to have a, a real serious run at at whatever a challenge that you're going for um you'll want to uh revisit like every area and pick up everything that you can and right. uh yeah it's it's a it's a lot of fun it's something i kind of like was high on and dipped on and then got back back up uh to to a higher level as as i kind of succeeded and, and moved on in the game but mm-hmm. yeah it's I mean that's that's a ro- that's a roguelite. It's you're gonna have you're gonna have some tough times and you're gonna right. figure figure some cool interactions out and then you have like that galaxy brain moment and everything just kind of like like just completely clears up. You're like, oh okay, I I know exactly what I need to do and and yeah, yeah. it it has a, a lot of great moments like that. Yeah, and I think I'm in that lull right now, right where I've I've beat three out of the six bosses. It's starting to get really hard again. Yeah, but. I'm just, it's like, well, okay, I'm just going to grind for, for gold here. But it does such a great job of, like, even when the area gets harder, rewarding you with with uh, more frequent gold drops and health drops and stuff like that. It is, it is fantastic. So, um, not, not to take out. away from Rogue Legacy. Alex, have mm-hmm. you played Spelunky before? No, I have not. Oh. I think you would really like that game. You should probably play some okay. Spelunky. You should probably play Spelunky too. Okay. Well, I, I should much. be, I'm literally, well, what about, what about Steam Deck? Because well, that too, I I may have that waiting for me after this podcast. I have to go. What? Check. Yeah. Um. Actually, I may go check uh, that. I'm uh, I know. We're <laughs> Reiner took the office Steam Deck away from me. Oh. Well, so. you can you can have the apartment Steam Deck sometimes. Like we can just be we can if you want to split the price, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um. We are gonna take a quick break to hear from our sponsor once more time. Once more, good lord, one more time, and uh, then we're gonna go to community emails. We'll be right back. This message is presented by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, NHTSA, which is responsible for keeping people safe on America's roadways. Nearly 10% of Americans are still not buckling up when they enter their vehicle, and the majority of those killed in motor vehicle traffic crashes are men. In 2019, 65% of the over 22,000 passenger vehicle occupants who were killed were men. Men also wear their seatbelts at a lower rate than women. 51% of men killed in crashes weren't wearing a seatbelt. Not only can buckling up save your life or your family's life, it can save you money from tickets. From May 23rd to June 5th, 2022, state and local law enforcement agencies across the nation will be raising awareness about the importance of wearing a seatbelt and writing tickets to motorists who are not wearing their seatbelts. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration would like us to remind listeners that click it or ticket isn't about citations, it's about saving lives. Wearing your seatbelt is not just about you. Every fatality from not wearing a seatbelt impacts many other people, including your loved ones. The national seatbelt use rate in 2021 was 90.4%, which is good, but we can do better. 
It's so easy to buckle up, and by doing so, you can help prevent crash-related deaths. Don't risk it, click it or tick it. Welcome back everybody to the Game Informer show. Housekeeping is the part of the show where we tell you what's going on in the world of Game Informer. Uh, once we get through this, we will go to listener emails. So just stick around for a second. We're going to get you through all the info you need to know, and then we'll get on to the fun stuff. Um, but this week, we starting off our, we're starting off our housekeeping uh, with a new podcast review, uh, this time from Apple Podcasts, from Billy underscore Solo. Uh, Billy left a five-star review saying, one of the best video game podcasts. And he, they said it with an exclamation point, so that's why I really so put some energy into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Billy says, I have tried many, and this is one of the best video game podcasts out there. Been listening since the Ben Hansen days and stuck around through Andy Mack, Ben Reeves, and now the Alex's. Each host has brought their own flavor and style to the show, and I have enjoyed each one. The GI editor guests are all fantastic. Dan Tack is wonderful anytime he is on. Uh, rest in peace uh, <laughs> as are jill kimberly marcus and john carson Look it's great that. to hear their varied takes on different game different genres and releases keep up the great work everyone and keep up the big man swag energy thank you billy for that wonderful review it really does help us out and it means a lot that you took time out of your week to go uh, and leave us one billy we appreciate it uh, if you'd like to leave us a review yeah. head over to apple podcasts um, or on spotify if you're listening there you can rate the show uh, whatever you do, it really helps us out, and we really sincerely appreciate it. Uh, moving on, weekly streams for the week, Thursday and Friday. We're going to be streaming at 2 p.m. Central, uh, twitch.tv slash Game Informer. Thursday, we're going to be playing Multiversus. We talked about it earlier in the playlist. Um, that is the Super Smash Bros-style brawler with all the WB game, WB properties. I shouldn't say WB games because no, there's more than just games. Oh, yeah. Correct. All the WB properties. We're going to be playing myself, John Carson, Alex Stadnick, and Marcus Stewart. It's going to be a great time. Lots of laughs uh, with that crew. <laughs> well, I promise I won't be as cynical as I was in here today. Because <laughs> I'm going to be. We're going to make nubs. Alex buy the battle pass live on stream with his own uh, money. You're going to be so pissed when my Superman just tosses your ass off screen. So. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. I think my Batman has something to say about that. So my Arya Stark has, this is so weird. I know you don't have Arya unlocked. You just started playing. Dang it. That's easy. <laughs> my bluff. That's easy yeah. to do. Uh, on Friday, the replay crew is going to be continuing their super replay of star Wars Jedi fallen order. Uh, and yeah, that's our streams of the week. If you have head over to youtube.com slash game informer, you'll see our vampire, the masquerade swan song video review, uh, our multi multi versus preview videos. Um, we, we've had a lot of stuff this week. We checked out, uh, oh. evil dead. Yeah. Alex, what were you going to say, Alex? The last it's finally here. It's finally here. What? The finale of halo, the series. Uh -huh. It's oh almost done. I get to stop watching that show <laughs> for content. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Alex, I have bad news. They announced a second season that's been greenlit, and uh, I'm going to need you to uh, do the second season of this reaction show as well. You know what? You I know would, what? I would He's not wrong. <laughs> There's season two ready to go. You can say no, Alex. 
Can I also say that? Matt Miller has a great piece on why the Halo TV show isn't working. Um, mm-hmm. So if you guys have listened, you know, watch the videos of them dissecting it. Miller is a big Halo fan, so he really goes into why it's so disappointing. You should I'm going to take that. a long shot and say maybe it's the sex scenes. <laughs> It's it's much more than that. I will say, if you watch our, our episodes and go like, man, I agree, but these morons are so uneloquent about their feedback, go read Miller's piece because yeah. it is so Miller in the best way possible. That's His so kind. Miller. That's so Miller. Uh, wow. That's so Miller. He's the... Halo fan. <laughs> we'll work on it and yeah yeah uh if you want to follow the crew on social media follow mr alex stadnik at studnik 76 you can follow kim at kstar 1785 that's off the top of the dome i got the numbers down wow john carson at john underscore carson and you can follow me at it's van aiken uh talk to us about whatever you want video games comics movies i don't know just say what's up say hey tweet me and say hey i'll say hi back Hey, hey, he'll do it hey. too. I will. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't make. I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, listen to our other podcasts, video gameography, all things Nintendo, and from panel to podcast. That's our video game history show. That first one, video gameography, hosted by one John Carson and Mark Stewart. All things Nintendo. Uh, you, you get it. It's a Nintendo podcast hosted by <laughs> Brian Shea. And from panel to podcast, if it wasn't obvious. It's a comic book show. Go check them all out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to this show, you can listen to those shows. Alex, let's get to listener emails. Let's do it. The listeners came out this week to ask us uh, any questions that they wanted, uh, any any prompts that they thought, you know, dreams, nightmares, the whole thing. Uh, this is a section of the show where you can ask us uh, questions and we answer them usually about games, sometimes about movies, the whole thing. Uh, you can do that by emailing us at podcast at gameinformer.com or by asking your questions on Discord. And Alex Van Aken, how do they do that? You link your Twitch and your Discord in the Discord app. Then you subscribe to the Game Informer Twitch channel. And then our server should appear on your server integrations. If you have any issues, email me, Alex Van Aken at gameinformer.com. I'll make sure you, you just show me proof that you subscribed. Uh, I'll get you. I'll get you an invite in there. Um, I haven't gotten an email in a while, so I think things are working. But yeah. if you have issues, just email me. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's get it going. This the the prompt this week I gave to the community was uh, think E three summer games fest esque the the season of announcements right, and they delivered in spades. Uh, first one, Evan One Sonic over on Discord says, if you can only have one game announced at E three season this year. What game is it? Also, oh, like he said, E3 season. Like the name, I feel like lives on amongst the fans and uh, and everyone. So get rid of even it, though. Yeah, it's gone. See you bye. Um, I don't know. Do y'all have outside of the scope? I'm sure we'll talk about this in future episodes too, but maybe not from this crew. Um, you know what? What's the one E3 hope that that y'all have here? Got it. Long shot, but I am itching for a new mainline Fire Emblem entry. And I would love it if Nintendo just brought it on. Just just announce it. Just let me know it's coming, please, because uh, you know, I, I'm missing I'm missing my fire emblem. Three houses came out three years ago, four years ago at this point. Something like that. Let's see. I was I think it was twenty nineteen. I think it was the first year I was here. 
Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, you love that game, right? I adored it. I mean, I adore Fire Emblem in general. Like, I just have so much fun with it. But yeah, Three Houses really did. They had been building up more relationships between characters and making it mo- more memorable when they perish and all that on the battlefield. And and make and I just felt like they did it so wonderfully in Three Houses that I'm really curious what the next evolution to that will be. Um, but you know. I don't know, like, it, it's weird to me because the Switch has been out for so long, too. It's like, would Nintendo wait until whatever? But I don't want to wait that long. Just right. give me the Fire Emblem. Never mind. Just, I want it. Give there you it go. to me. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. John, do you have one? Or Alex, do you want to go? Mine's, I guess, super predictable for me. Just to, just finally, just do it. Just Let's get Mother 3 out here. Um, <laughs> yeah! person i am all for that that's what i want i know it's an old game we never got it here it's not Um, fair that's all i want that's like that's the holy grail for for nintendo announcements for me so yeah mother three on switch i think they can make that happen just uh, localize it please there you go i don't want to hear y'all complain about it's been three years since we got fire emblem or oh mother three go learn japanese and import it okay (laughs) At least the game exists. What game it's do you been, want to exist? We haven't gotten a new Splinter Cell game since 2013. <laughs> it's been almost 10 no. years. I mean, uh, uh, Sam, Fisher, Sam Fisher was Don't in uh, Ghost Recon. Yeah. Don't even. I think there's some mobile game. I think he's in Brawlhalla. You know? That's all. Okay, there's two things I want. I want Splinter Cell and I want Viva Pinata, it's but I want Splinter a, Cell way more. It's a Splinter Cell NFT. I'm sorry. <laughs> God. If a, if you a, see if this a, window, <laughs> <laughs> I'm jumping out it. I'm on the second floor. You can though, own, so you can own the uh, the night vision sound. <laughs> Why would I? I already own it. I just did it. Right click, save it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Why would I... and then I'm on your computer and I just copied it and I sent it to me over Slack. Now I own it. Oh, no. Dang it. Yeah, it's mine now. Um, if there was a gun to if uh-huh. Sam Fisher had a gun on the Viva Pinata and the Viva Pinata character had, I don't know, like a, like a confetti blaster at Sam Fisher, who would you want to win that? Who would you who, what game do you want more? Is spies versus mercs included? Oh, because that uh, might change my answer. I'm gonna say they give us a Splinter Cell game with no spies versus mercs. I'm gonna let Viva Pinata take the shot. Oh, okay. Put the old man down. <laughs> yeah. But if spies, versus, if, if spies versus mercs is included for sure, mm-hmm. then you know we're gonna burn all the pinatas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. really what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, I, I would it. even be happy with a Splinter Cell multiplayer game. That's All right, that's how desperate versus, I am. Spies well, versus, versus Mercs. Yeah. Yeah, then you're sad. But, but make it like Pandora tomorrow. Don't. Yeah. Let's let's not. I agree. Get, yeah. Let's they got it. things got a little carried away, like with like Double Agent and Blacklist. Yeah. Um, but at least it needs to be there. It yeah. needs to be there. You're gonna get a remake in like three years from UB. Does that help? Well, I Spies versus Mercs wasn't in the first game, there. so yeah. Mm. So I'm, just, I'm trying to help, man. You know, oh right, they are remaking that, aren't they? Yeah, I think the first one. Um, you also you're getting an anime and a yay, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I would be. I, I do want to see what that remake looks like. But yeah, it, it, my my answer is Viva Pinata. Yeah. I, think, or, I mean, I mean, Splinter Cell. God. <laughs> Splinter Cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Splinter um, Pinata. I think the the realistic one for me is I want to see. Uh, we know Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are coming out, right? I need yeah. them to confirm it is Arceus levels of catching and exploring. Like I am very it anxious. Is. Have no, they've said open world, but they haven't said if have they? Uh, if you look at those screenshots, I mean, like, yeah, I'm just so used to like Nintendo and Pokemon Company doing their own thing and like making me sad. So like, I just I need them to show gameplay and and just settle my my silly little head. You know, that's what I yeah, need. That's fair. What I want my my shot and i think i'm tipping my cap to the playstation episode a little bit but um the the one announcement i'd love to see this year is last of us factions um that's a good one supposed to be with the launch of last of us two two years ago i think it's two years what? ago at this point i think last of us was two years that ago, was right? that that was a thing that they announced they were it was gonna it was gonna originally come with last of us two and then they delayed it on last of us day or something like that and now sure. it sounds like it's becoming this huge side project that doesn't even sound like it's attached to last of us 2 anymore got it it's the re verse of the last <laughs> of us. how dare you utter such a thing <laughs> um no i like i've said a million times in this podcast last of us factions is one of the underrated multiplayer suites and I have Leo Vader backing me up on that I, that the multiplayer in that game was so good especially if you expand it out I think it'd be a prime. I'm, this may be blasphemous for some people. I think a battle royale with that would be incredible. Like the amount of tension um, that comes out of that experience. Like it's maybe all not there as in the, the name. You you are the last of us. Right. I mean, <laughs> hire me, Sony. That's what I'm saying. Um, uh, no, I I think it's it would do amazing. I think uh, if they're putting the time and resources into it, I think they're positive on it too but i i think it's time to see it especially because outside of you know we know about the bungie acquisition we know god of war is coming eventually like sony has a lot to show finally again um and so i'm hoping that's a part of their their soon to be announced lineup but we'll see so um so that's my my big one i think for the e3 season so uh good question next one comes from cody gibson over on discord uh and I would also like to point out that uh, Judonkadonk also asked a similar question. Um, let's see. Uh, everyone always talks about the things they are super excited to see during summer fest festivities. My question for the panel is, what's something you don't want to see? Whether it be so you can go in as blind as possible or maybe an announcement for, of another delay. Keep up the great work. Um, that's a good question. I think one uh -huh. of the obvious ones for me is, uh, I think the term uh nft or multiverse anything like that needs Met to metaverse, stay yeah, far that's, yeah that's metaverse too. thank yeah. you they need to stay far away from the showcase because i think that's only going to lead to bad press uh for yeah. you so you have my support in that yeah i think that's my main one to see i'm i'm a little tired of games of service and obviously free to play as as i we covered on multiverses here so yeah, I'm I'm looking for more traditional experiences, but I know that's not the way of the future. So that's that's what yeah. I'm looking for. Delays are a bummer and they don't usually get announced like most of these shows are showcasing like, you know, different games. I'm trying to think of a series that like if they announce something for I'd be a little hesitant on and God, I'm like blanking right Fire now. Fire Emblem. 
<laughs> what if they announced a Viva Pinata Splinter Cell crossover? That sounds great. Would you like that? Yeah. Yeah. All the pinatas are dressed up as spies. They're all <laughs> made up wood and get splinters to things. Oh, I don't. Here's one that'll just get crap from people, but. I want to see like the current Pokemon games that are announced, but I need a break from Pokemon for a bit because no. I know, I know, like they've just been announcing so many and it's like, I feel mm -hmm. like I can't keep up. Um, and it's, it's actually, I feel like wrecking my, ruining my enjoyment of the series because I just feel like I'm going from one to the next and I don't know, it just, it's too, you know, let's face it, the Pokemon games aren't all that different. Arceus, like, had, you know, the biggest shift I think we've seen in a while, but, like, yeah. I want to see what they've announced, but don't, don't do anything else, please, for a bit. I think I'm kind of sick of, uh, pixel remasters and stuff like that. Wow, okay. Pixel remasters are, like, HD2D stuff. Just, like, what, just, like... Re-releasing. Careful, SpongeBob. Careful, SpongeBob. <laughs> no, I just feel like they're just like, and I, I'm obviously like speaking from ignorance here because JRPGs are my blind spot. Hmm. Um, so take what I say with a very small grain of salt. But I just feel like the majority of the, it's. I just feel like those are cash grabs. Wow, a, quite a bit. Okay. Uh, you're talking are you talking <laughs> <laughs> are you talking like the final fantasy pixel remasters or are you talking about like alive alive coming out that is final fantasy is what i'm specifically talking about alive okay. alive we never got i feel like that doesn't count yeah, yeah i right. don't i don't hold that i think alive alive is cool yeah uh there's just like and again speaking from ignorance i just feel like the final fantasy and the dragon quest uh, re I feel like they're on like they've been re-released to death I feel like and maybe I'm totally wrong on that and I will take the L but I feel like those games are like the epitome of we're gonna re-release this in some tiny new update and a tiny new different way to play it mm -hmm. like every, it feels like every other year we're getting like a, a, the, a different version of the same remaster from some of those properties. I mean, and I'm, that's, I'm probably being very ignorant with that. No, that's fair. And Square doesn't always do the best job on some of them. But I think the issue is a lot of people want to play those games and they're always looking for ways to play them. And in the it's best, the same way like, I feel about Super Mario World and stuff like that. Like the amount of times that like, like I just want them to release them as a, let me just like release them as like a platform and then I don't know. I get it. Like we, they have to keep releasing them because there's new things being made, but like it just, all of that kind of stuff. Like I would just rather them see the, I know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to choose my words wisely because I know I'm making a lot of people mad. Um, okay. I, I said, I broke, uh, um, Alex's heart, Stadnik's heart with yeah. the Pokemon thing. I'm going to get, for that it's by fine. the way yeah. where can people follow you both just so they know oh my gosh <laughs> at, at radmir on twitter <laughs> no no, I, no and there's no denying that square definitely it's a business decision they make a lot of money off those like yeah that helps them um, my eyes just kind of roll back in my head when i when i see those and i'm like i'd rather y'all do like make them hey make them 
in the cool new art style like they did with Link's Awakening. Like I, I know those yeah. games are good and a lot of people love them. Just like just make the originals playable. Like don't just keep re-releasing like this weird. It's like I don't know. I'm I think I'm like just they like did Final Fantasy remake <laughs> seven. Yeah, yeah. I think that stuff's cooler than just like these. Part two. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Just like how many pixel re-releases can you do? I don't tempt him. We'll find out. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Once again, Radmir at Radmir. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy they Radmere. exist for people, but Let I'm just asking. I'm answering history. They, they already <laughs> can. The yeah. And with one of the other RPG ten bundles franchises. that those games are a part of. <laughs> I love it. This is a spice you come for. Uh, last question, and we'll get us out of here. Unless someone had one that we missed. Uh, partnerships with prominent uh, content creators for games that probably don't need that at all. I think a lot of it just comes out pretty cringe. Um, You didn't like the Courage JD Fiesta mode in Battlefield 2042? I'm sorry, what? That that wasn't... You didn't go to that review event and have to play through that? That Mm. was... That was a thing? Hmm. Yeah, like no, for like no shade at courage, but like multiple hours of a mode. Listen, content creators don't let them be oh. game designers unless they're actually like good at it. I'll just say that because it's just like it feels very uh, forced. Well, forced like uh, what's the right word? It starts with the P. Um, um, oh, uh, pandering like pandering. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Man, you're just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna meet my. You want all the smoke today? I'm gonna meet my mic now. I like all of those things independently. You can. You you can blame me for this one. That was. That was. That was. (laughs) Yeah, I like those things independently. They don't have to be mashed together. Like they're. They are often mashed together. Mm. Courage, Mm. come on the podcast (laughs) to fight Alex Van Aken. I see. I used to watch Courage. Like I. Courage is great. I have no problem with that guy. I think he's cool. Yeah. And no shade on him getting those opportunities, but like, yeah. There's, I just want to uh, fight Alex Van Aken. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, please. GI show. Uh, just let you know, I am a blue belt, okay? Okay. So, like you have a blue belt on currently? No, I was a blue belt. There's no way you were swimming and getting a blue belt at the same time. Bro, I got first place yeah. at a sparring tournament. <laughs> and you were Taekwondo. fishing and you were building building buildings and stuff like that. You Your life is made up. I'm going to have my mom send me a photo of the trophy. <laughs> do it. Yeah, Last... we can put it in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Actually do that. Yeah. I'm going to text her right now. So she still has it. Shout out, to, shout out to Lisa. Liking all my tweets. She's the best. Um, Last one and then we're out of here. Uh, Chalk Full of on Discord writes in and says... Um, with more events staying online instead of in person, do you expect to see dramatic shifts in how these conferences are held moving forward? For example, could we see rough demos that are available to download and play just during the conference week that take uh, the place of being able to play a game at the developer's booth? Uh, are there other experiences from these events that could be changed moving forward if we expect online or hybrid conferences to be around for a bit? I always have to burp during these sections and I don't <laughs> I apologize, and it's gross. Um, I mean, I feel like we're already seeing that change. Like, yeah, Steam yeah. does the demo fest almost every year now. Xbox does a demo fest every year now. That that wasn't the case. You know, we haven't had that since they were putting them in Game Informer magazines, right? I don't or, know. I, or, I played an yeah. early version of uh, Lost Planet in 2006 or whenever they did that during E3. Yeah. 
which which is cool. I, I think the the main thing that changes is we're getting less actually live events and more pre-recorded uh, trailer fests. Right. Um, which because is... there's there's less that can go wrong and they can uh, they can tailor the experience. Yeah. Uh, which is good and bad. I feel like Kim, yeah. go ahead. No, I was just saying, I feel like technology has just evolved where it's so much easier to get games in the hands of people with demos and stuff like that, where that wasn't in the past. You had to just like be on a show floor uh, to even play a game like, you know, so long ago, it was just hard to even do that. And now it's just like as we're learning, even on our end, um, you know, we used to go to large events and like developers have adapted and figured out ways for us to play these games during a pandemic. And, you know, maybe it's too, it's probably more cost efficient um, to be able to get, have a game reach a lot of people and not have to like put out an expensive booth or put you know, put on a show that's like, so, um, you know, over the top. Do I think that they, it's like, it would take some of the magic away by not having this stuff. Yes, I really do hope that there's still a lot of, you know, it once we get out, if we ever get out of this damn thing, but like, you know, having shows where gamers can come together and celebrate games and see games that they might not have access to. Um, I think that's still really important. So I don't, I think it is going to be a hybrid thing for a while and it might continue to be that way going forward. But, uh, you know, I think maybe less events and, and I think that that's fine too. I mean, that just makes the ones that you do go to all the more exciting, I think too. Mm -hmm. And I would say too, even without the pandemic, right. Nintendo kind of cracked the code a little mm -hmm. bit on how to do this, right. Where, it sucked when they pulled out at E3, right? Because their booths are, from what I heard, were always amazing, yep. right? And getting they to play were those games. The test. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very jealous of that. But for, for a viewing audience at home, it's like, I don't care about your financials. They're important, not saying they're not, but like, don't spend 20 minutes of your hour giving me spreadsheets and, and graphs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, just give me game, 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 game. Yeah. And Nintendo, I think even before we got into this hybrid world, into this online world, really showed how to do that. And I think Microsoft has learned from that very well. I think Sony has as well to a certain extent. Sony will still put out an errant state of play that just didn't need to happen. Yeah. Um, but when they come big, they come big. Like the PS5 yeah. showcase, like, you know, was was fantastic. Like they've had some really good state of plays. Um, but it, it's so like, I appreciate that. It feels like it respects my time and it's a little bit more on message. That being said, we're never going to get the Peggle guy again, you know, like the <laughs> like Peggle too, you know, or like we're never going to get like the that guy, the Ubisoft I believe. guy, right? I, believe. I mean, yeah, maybe like devolvers out there. There's some people who are still willing to do a little bit more conventional or wacky stuff, right? Well, nothing about devolvers conventional. I've, I've seen the PC gamer show. Yeah. <laughs> right. It does some of that energy sometimes. So, but it takes the like the human elements out of it a little bit or like Corey Barlog playing God of War for the first time in front of a crowd, like not yeah. being able to stop smiling, right? That that human element is kind of gone from that, which I think in general, the internet has gone that way, right? Which which kind of sucks. Um, so I don't know. I think it's a double-edged sword, but it's like yep. why Sony's not going to pay for an expensive orchestra and then to recreate a barn from Last of Us anymore. Like, it's just... 
especially with inflation like where would they find the the wood to do that you know what i mean like it's just it's kind of yeah i'm sure that's that's totally fine yeah all burned away in in california oh no um so i think it's it takes some of the pageantry out of it but like that's good and bad too i don't know i i do i am romantic about that era of conferences because i never got to go right even though i know like like booth babes problematic a lot of like greasy gross stuff was going on at those two like you know what i mean like but there is this this air of of i don't know if prestige is the right word but just like legend right like like kim like we talked about like the nintendo booths seeing full-size statues of luigi or like you know the new starter pokemon like it's fun to walk around a show floor and just see something that celebrates your interests and even even me i like stumbling just upon a game i'm just like i didn't know anything about this and i played this demo and now i'm super stoked about it or even like for me you know shows the benefit was was a lot of developers got in front of people and did interviews and we found out more i feel like about them than we do like now because a lot of them you know they don't really offer interviews. And that was when we got like some of the biggest information and reveals and just, we were able to ask them like as many silly questions as we wanted to all the way up to getting down to the nitty gritty of stuff that people wanted to know. And I feel like, you know, it's sad that a lot of those opportunities are going away because, you know, the big shows were where they would fly them in and you had that access face to face. I know that's not like every like fan got that experience but they would do those live shows too where i think a lot of fans they would get to ask q a's and stuff too and you know i think being in the developers too it's good for them to be in the presence of people who love what they do and actually see it like i think there's just a lot of benefit there right yeah for sure oh va john anything to add here i think um i think they'll definitely physical physical events are still going to be here I mean, even just like from the business of tourism, big shows like San Diego Comic-Con or PAX West in Seattle or South by Southwest, like outside of games, like those do a lot of good for the cities that they take place in, in terms of like generating revenue for the restaurants around. And like those cities are going to be pushing those companies to, hey, are you going to do it like in person? Maybe we can get you like hook you up with some sort of like tax I don't I don't know like but I feel like there's also going to be pressure from things outside of the games industry to bring some of those big events back not the small ones but um, because there are greater effects than just seeing you know um the new Nintendo game up close and personal you know right. there's the businesses around the convention centers that all get a huge boost and might even rely on that that time of year to you know make their money back and I think um people like people like traveling people like being in person people like uh seeing things and getting their real hands on them uh so i think like inevitably kind of what alex was talking about the human aspect of it i think that will prevail eventually i i do think the future it will always be hybrid though um where there will be some sort of online component um and, you'd just and, be dumb not to at this point right and there has been right a little yeah. bit like you've always been like whether it was spike tv or through ign or whatever like you can watch the conferences right it is cool that now more people are getting to play the demos like it was yeah. cool yeah. that tunic you could play tunic one of the best games of this year 
through Steam Demo Fest or uh, what's the one you're excited um, for, Alex? Uh, it's not Black Velvet. That's a gross alcohol. Um, what's the uh, um, the the Annapurna game? Um, neon Neon White. Oh, Neon White. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know why. Never mind. Um, but like you know, you get to play like play that through Steam's demo stuff, and Xbox has done a great job with that as well. Yeah, um, getting to play Sable early and stuff. So like that kind of access is really cool. Yeah. Um, and I think know, there's a component missing of like, oh, but I would love to talk to right. you know Ben Esposito yeah. about like how he made this. Like that's yeah. that's I think where like those those in person events will still come because whether it's press focused or public facing, like the access becomes the people and not maybe the software. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like the stories behind the software are what you get access to by going um, and being a part of it in person. I, I think there has to be some element of like having developers have people in person getting their hands on their thing for the first time. Seeing and like, how they play have, something. Yeah, like uh, there's there's those instant reactions. There's that morale boost of showing something off. And I, I think that's probably missing these days. Like, yeah, you can release demos online, but then you're dealing with... Uh, the internet and the uh, the anonymity that that comes from uh, uh, messages that people will post about certain things like a lot of your I mean, people aren't aren't afraid to post more negative stuff online than they do positive stuff. And I, th- I feel like in person, you kind of you, you get both more more so than often, like you do kind of get people pointing out the 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 good things of of a project more so than uh than than the the bad stuff but it's a dialogue um, more than a than right right warriors and and know. that's and that's like it's it goes to what all of you have been saying it's it's the people element it's it's getting everyone together um i i mean we're not going to be all virtual all the time I, I don't think that's sustainable as a as an industry um and and as people like we're humans are our social are social animals like we we need to we need to talk with each other and we need to communicate and i i think that uh there is a big component missing currently uh with that but yeah uh there there will be a a hybrid aspect moving forward no matter no matter what uh i completely agree with that with that sentiment for sure cool what a show folks we did it this has been episode uh 604 Beautiful time Already? to be alive. Yeah. Wow. We're on our way to 700, John. You just wait a couple weeks from 604, now. 604. I could use some 60 more. Yes. We did it. I don't Marcus know. Marcus, good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that was a good Marcus one. Thank you for channeling his spirit. Uh, thank you for watching and listening. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, next week, I believe we're going to continue. Well, I know we're going to continue the predictions. I don't know if it's going to be Sony or Switch. So you'll just have to tune in to find out. Um, but so we'll be. Uh, Predicting what uh, either uh, PlayStation will have or Nintendo will have next week. Looking forward to that. There's some more previews that we got coming up that I'm very excited to chop it up about. Uh, and uh, it's getting exciting again. We had a little lull and we're back. And uh, and it feels like there's going to be some really cool stuff to talk about. So looking forward to that. Uh, let us know if there's any guests you'd like to see us have on. Like all that kind of stuff. So, uh, John, Kim, thank you for your time. Listeners, thank you for watching. Be good to one another. And we'll see you next time. Alex, I'm going to come over and borrow a cup of sugar just because I can, because we're neighbors now. I don't have any.